Do you guys want one of these? I brought these two beers. One, this one I've never had. What is it? It's uh, it's it's a passion fruit ale. I'll try that. Hell yeah. But then I also have this one. This one is fantastic. I'm not a big, like, Whoa. peanut butter flavored. Mm. I love peanut butter. Yeah. But when they say it's like a peanut butter flavored beer, it's usually bad. This is like the best. It tastes like really? actual peanut. Yeah. I don't know if you're into that. I actually have if you want those. one, I'm not. They're in here. If you Cool, thanks. I got my sighty. Russ is a goddamn drunk anyway, so... That's what I've read on Facebook. There it is. <laughs> so we're just going to start every episode with just, you know, bashing Russ. Russ oh, no. Go ahead, play the fucking John thing. It, wait, we also, haven't even played the intro. Also, you already why don't want you me to... do me a favor and play play that, the, that section of Breathe and play... Was it and breathe? play down by the river and hear that they completely ripped <laughs> off that that melody. Wait, that which one came 100%. first? 100%. Neil came first. I don't know. Yep, that was Floyd's been around since like 66. Yeah. Um that that what but look it up. Dark Side of the Moon came Dark out. Dark Side of the Moon came out in 73 or 4. No, it didn't. Are you sure? <laughs> I oh, That's I Russ looked into this. Okay. I looked into no, this no, to no, make I, sure okay. because I was like Pink Floyd definitely ripped off Neil. You can hear it. The it's, it's I wouldn't be surprised because all those British guys love Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. They love that whole Laurel Canyon thing. Like Led Zeppelin was obsessed with, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Joni Mitchell. And release, oh, yeah. release date, 1973. Okay. So when did uh, when did Down by the River come out? Let's take a that look at that. That was 69. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Russ is just mad because Adam Morin's picture. <laughs> did you see what he posted? What? The Russ Condon Challenge. We're also not starting every oh, podcast I didn't see with that. Adam. Mo- We're not doing that, too. <laughs> he's our biggest fan. He really is. <laughs> yeah, he's our biggest fan because he just gets in on making fun of me. Is it thundering out? Yeah, you see the clouds when I was driving up here. It was fucking amazing. I was out, I was out in, the, in a uh, lake. Yeah, That's definitely thunder. thunder. Oh, oh man, good. I want to be out in it. Is that one you brought? The passion yeah. fruit one? The thunder is an ominous warning about this episode. Yeah, 69. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. But All I'm right. just saying, if you listen well, to that you know, section, listen to the two sections, and you can hear the similarities. Okay. Well, wait. What section? Can you of, play down by the river or no? No, I don't have a cue. What up. section? Wait, are we recording? I'm not even yeah. talking into the mic. <laughs> God damn it, Luke! I said we were recording. I Get wanted the to, fucking sperm wanted, out of your ears. <laughs> I wanted to start it by mocking Russ. <laughs> what is that? It's an ad. Stupid ad. All right, Russ. <laughs> we're gonna start this episode with Russ proving himself. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just We already did this episode. I know, but you know what? I'm like, now I just want to hear that whole album. I just want to sit here and drink beer and listen guys, to that whole album. You guys just want to do Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere again? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again. Just listen to this, though. I've heard it. Okay. You got that in your head? Sure. Breathe. <laughs> Breathe in the air. Yes, I hear it. That, I totally okay. hear it. Okay, now yes. let's go listen to Breathe. <laughs> Pay no attention to the... Listen, do you hear the thunder? Yeah. This is going to be an ominous podcast. This is going to be a dark podcast. Might be. This is a dark album, dude. It start, this starts the ditch period. This whole fucking album, yeah. is, you can feel it. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? I totally... I've only listened to this album once or twice before. And um, now I'm completely in love with it. This is the first time I I've ever listened too. to this. Yeah. It, I love it, it's, too. It's Because it's, I've always kind of avoided it, because Neil always said it was his worst album. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
All right, fine. I, I'm with you on that. Thank and you. you know, I have it pain, shoes approved. It pains me to say that from the guy who who confused Neil Young with Pink Floyd. But, but you you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. If yeah. you hear that in in like in a d- distant sure. like pizza after guzzling a heady topper yep, and you, there's a crowd talking. It's the and, same. Yeah. I'm, gar- okay. I'm telling you, dude. Pink okay. Floyd totally ripped that off. I Neil. wouldn't be they're, surprised. They're probably they're the co- same chords. They're completely. The same key. I think they are. It's the same yeah. chords, the same key, and that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like so. So yeah, John, who can't even pronounce. Rafi from, every, dude, <laughs> the kids every music time, guy. No. He's awesome. Uh, you ever seen well, the show? You might as well. You ever seen the show The League? The League? Um, no, I don't think so. It's it's, it's it was uh, Jason, it was funny. You know at the Jason Manzukis, the actor, comedian. No, you'd know him. He plays this character called Rafi, and in uh, The League, and every time we would talk about the show, without fail, John would go, "Oh, Ralphie." He would be talking about you say Ralphie, right? Yeah, Ralphie was great in this episode, and me and Luke would always be like, "John, it's Rafi." And he would just keep saying Ralphie, and he does that with like Stephen King characters, like uh, who, he's a who's big the other one fan of uh, a Christmas Story, though. To be fair, that is classic Ralphie joke. Good one. All right, <laughs> just play a Josh. I'm I like how you the defuse that. Song. <laughs> just play the theme song. Watch over my shit joke. This is our Neil Yoid podcast, so. where we mostly talk about ALYRS while going through the works of Mr. Young. Wow. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys, Trans and Harvest and Lenoise. We're gonna sit and listen to each one. What is that book? This is... Um, oh, showed, is this one you showed us last time? Yeah, this is Journey Through the Past by Nigel Williamson. It's um, It goes over each album, much like we oh, are. Oh, cool. Yeah. Really? So All the way up till when? Because um, it looks kind of old. Fairly recent, actually. Uh, 2000s something. When did Let's Shaky see. come out? That was the 90s, right? Shaky? Yeah. No, was it 90s? I have no idea. It goes he, up through Are You Passionate? Okay. Because he talks about... Um, Harvest Moon, like it just came out in Shaky, at least in the first chapter, I think. I don't know. I might be off about that. I don't know. That's a good book, though. It's wicked good. Yeah, yeah I gotta read. I gotta read both those books. That's a goal for sure. Also, I love John very much, but I'm just defending myself. Also, I I never admitted anything. Like I never. Uh, sorry, what I'm saying is I admitted that I was wrong. <laughs> wow, you should run for president. I'm, I, I, <laughs> Did you inhale? Uh, my brain is a noodle right now. <laughs> no, Dolan clips aren't going to save you because we got Dolan coming at the end of this anyway. Live Dolan. No, no, no. I, I'm, John was John was right, but I also wanted to show. I wanted to see. Wanted you guys to see that they're very fucking similar. They are. I told after hearing it. Yeah, totally hey there, agree. Guys. They're very similar. Just wanted to say I'm really enjoying the Is podcast. There... Ooh, you guys are crushing it. We just got lightning. Just um, sitting here relaxing to some some of my favorite Neil Young tunes, and I was just wondering if you guys were ever going to have a whole episode talking about his best hit, "Sweet Caroline." <laughs> he's such a nice. Yes. This is great, though. This is very funny. We shouldn't be laughing at him funny. though, because it's he's going to keep doing oh, this. It's I know, hilarious. It's funny. That was it a good is one. funny. It'll all be geared towards yeah. me too. I'm fine with it. You so, become the heel. What do you want? We should have him on though, because me and John yell. We like to yell. Yeah, you at guys each other. will get yelly. Yeah, we get. I'll have John yelly. on. 
Uh, this is Long May You Young. Uh, three guys who have a Neil problem. Yep. That's uh, Luke and Russ Condon from the band Town Meeting. And my name is Mike Shue, and we're coving each one of Neil's albums in each episode. He's got like 65 of them, so we yeah. may or may not finish. We may or may not survive all the way to. And then he keeps putting, know, yeah, he keeps putting out you albums. <laughs> you know, he keeps just cranking out these archive albums. So we, this is like going to be a continuous thing. How are we going to do that, by the way? Someone didn't someone comment and say, "Hey, can you guys do Homegrown and where it was and where recorded? it was supposed to come yeah. out?" I don't think we should. I think we do them when well, he releases. Yeah, because that's when he wanted released, when right? he put them out. Yeah, yeah. there's I a agree. reason he didn't put it, put that one out right. when he did. But we will mention it because yeah. it kind of plays into. You know why yeah, tonight's stuff like the that, night stuff like that we can do, but I think as far as covering it track by track, we should do it in order, right? Of, or in order of how he. I agree. Them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to mention Homegrown tonight because there's a song on that that I think is very similar to a song on the album we're going to cover in this episode, which is "Time Fades Away." So okay. I'm going to mention that later. Okay, on. yeah, Just I think I know prepared. what you're talking about. Um, cool. So, well, yeah, that's what we do on this podcast. We cover each Neil Young album on each episode. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we have a Facebook uh, page. Yeah, not a, and a group. There's a group out there. But yeah, go to the page because that's where all the, the, that's where all the shit talk happens is yeah. on the Long you, May You Young Facebook page. I think it's Facebook.com slash Long May You Young. Yeah. The group? I don't know. The, the group, group. Just search groups and it'll come up. Yeah. And then we, uh, we're on Twitter at Long May You Young. And we are also on Instagram. Same thing, right? Is At Long May You Young. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you go to the if you go to Anchor FM and look for Long May You Young, you'll find a link. But also, I just saw uh, if you just go to Apple Podcasts, the link is on every episode. Oh, nice! So you can just okay. click it and then leave a voice message. And if we like it, we'll play it. And if we don't like it, we'll only play the intro, like this one. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, Neil, this is Stevie, Stevie Stratus. That's all we're going to play of that one. R- really? <laughs> it's, do, is it, what, maybe Shu will like it. I didn't hear you. I really it. don't want. You don't want, it's like a minute long. Fine, I'll fucking play it. The whole thing, you're going to, is it, is it worth playing? We should because it. it he took the time. You know, it's Russ's fucking boss. Is who it is. He's doing a character. He's being. He's being a silly goose. Why oh, does it start with that? Hey, he's Neil, an idiot. this is Stevie, Stevie Stratus. I'm he your biggest hey, fan. I'm so glad that you're finally doing a podcast. I've been waiting just at my house alone for you to start one. So, and it's pretty exciting to me and all your fans that you started one. I, I was wondering if you could just like rank you all your movies. records in order. I, my favorite was like your first one's one of my favorites. It was a great starting point, and then your second one was killer. Your third one was awesome. Your fourth one was amazing. Your fifth one was the balls. Your sixth one was even better. <laughs> Seven once was awesome. Eight, eighth one was pretty good. Ninth was killer. Tenth, that one was pretty good. Give me a call. What did he say? It cut him off. I think he said, "Give me a call." He said, "Give me a call." Okay, so the bit right. is that he thinks Neil is doing this podcast. Oh, and I thought he was just making fun of yeah. us because no, no, or it, Luke I, for I, saying I, this may be my favorite <laughs> album. Well, that too, but I think <laughs> part of the drank. bit is that he's, he's playing. Yeah, everybody drink. I think part of 
the bit is that he's saying he he's hey Neil yeah yeah he's like addressing <laughs> I you. really don't want to was encourage. that Jack Nietzsche that was kind of oh funny though <laughs> like him going him saying the first that, one yeah. and then do like he, he's funny every once in a while but I will say on that note this not my favorite album I'll say it well yeah it's and it's I think it it was pushed aside a lot because Neil kept saying can I just start off with a Neil quote yeah of course um, this is what he said. Uh, in an interview, I think it, let me see, it was an interview with a, a writer named Dave Farron in 1987. And he said, my least favorite record is Time Fades Away. Now, I don't know if he's saying about his own or just least favorite record of all the records he's ever known. Um, <laughs> I highly disagree. I think, I think it's the worst record I ever made. But as a documentary of what was happening to me, it was a great record. I was on stage, and I was playing all these songs that nobody had heard before, recording them, and I didn't have the right band. It was just an uncomfortable tour. It was supposed to be this big deal. I just had Harvest out, and they booked me into 90 cities, and I felt like a product. I had this band of all-star musicians that couldn't even look at each other. It was a total joke. Yeah. Shit. Me and Russ were talking about this yesterday. I, that, but I think that tension is why I like this yes, album. Yes, exactly, Russ. And, I, and that's and why I like it, too. Me, too, because yeah. you can feel it. Yeah. And it's like part of, <clears throat> like... I was saying to Luke, there's moments where in his singing, it's almost like, because we haven't even, and I know we'll get to it, but the whole Danny Witten aspect of this, right. yeah. there's moments where the, the rawness and the, the just, uh, the unfuckability of like giving a fuck right. is so present in his vocal. And I feel like he, instead of crying... And just bawling his eyes out, he does that in his vocal. It, it like with everything that went on with Danny, and I sense it. Mm-hmm. I feel it right. when I listen to this record. We're of course just, talking about the record "Time Fades Away." Yes, yes. And I feel that in 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 this performance. I don't know if you agree with me no, there, I, but it, there, I totally feel it. Not just his performance, all of them, but it bled into everybody's. Absolutely. Performance because, because of the so way he much. was. Yeah. And the money thing, too. Just, just Yeah, so you had all these problems. So let's, let's just start with Danny Witten because we've been talking about it through all the episodes and what happened. Danny Witten was one of the founding members of Danny and the Dreamers, and they became the Rockets, and Neil saw them and took them and kind of got rid of a couple other guys, like a complete bastard, and, uh, <laughs> and made Crazy Horse. And Danny Witten was... Actually, I have another. Can I have another quote? This you one's get, about. You only get three. And no, no, no. Because this is up. this is important. I want to ask you guys something about okay. it. So this is what Neil Young said about Danny Witten, who was a, a member of Crazy Horse. You only get one guy. He said every musician has one guy on the planet that he can play with better than anyone else. You only get one guy. My guy was Danny Witten. Wow. That's it was Neil Danny Young and, Danny and the memories. Oh, it was it Danny and the memories? Okay, only, yeah, thank you. That's so wild because he only played it's with poor, them. It's pouring now, too. Yeah. Yeah, last last week you had to deal with the AC. Now you're dealing with the AC noise and rain and thunder. I don't. I didn't notice it I didn't when either. I listened. Neil would have wanted that. Neil would want the he, rain and the AC. Leave it in. I wonder if yeah. you can hear it. That would be cool if you can hear the thunder. You know what would be great in this rainstorm? It would be a self-drying jacket. Don't even that. start. Don't even start. So Danny Witten. Danny Witten um, 
is a major contributor with Neil Young, or collaborator, I should say. Neil loves him. They're really good friends. Everybody loves Danny Witten. They all say he's a great, great songwriter, talented singer, uh, but he becomes this tremendous junkie, yeah. and he loses control. And eventually Neil tells Crazy Horse to get lost because of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think anybody tried harder than Neil Young to help Danny Witten because he brought him on for the rehearsals for this Time Fades Away tour. Yeah, he kept giving him chances. <clears throat> yeah, he kept giving him ch- second, third, fourth chances. Jack Jack Nietzsche, of course, who hated Crazy Horse anyway, was like, you're, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know, uh, Kenny Buttrey was like, why do you even have this guy here? He can't even play. He was nodding off during rehearsals. You know, he was just like, he wasn't playing the same song. So finally, Neil had to tell him, you know, you got to leave. You're, you're a mess. And he gave him 50 bucks, told him to go back to L.A. And that night, mm-hmm. he died. He yeah, OD'd. That, that night. Yeah, yeah that night. Which and is so fucking dark. It is. And, th- and then Neil, for years and years and years, I mean, maybe still today, but felt responsible yeah. for his yeah. death because of that. Yeah. He felt well, like he well, couldn't He, he, he gave couldn't him money, help. right? Sent him packing kind of a thing. Yeah, he gave him like $50 and, yeah. and got him a ticket back to L.A. And Which also, if Neil felt that way, that this was the one guy he could really play with, it, mu- it must have been heart-wrenching just to send him away in general. And then yeah. for that to happen must have been. And they were rehearsing for this tour. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he was then supposed everything to be on you this hear tour. on this album was right after this. Right. It was right after the death of one yeah. of his best friends. And like you said in that quote, this he was the guy yeah. for Neil. And he you know, there's died. David Briggs and, and who he loved and Jack Nietzsche, but Danny Witten was the guy he connected with the most musically. Right. Yeah. Like musician to musician. So right. I wanted to ask you guys as musicians, and I'll probably start something here by putting you on the spot. Ooh, like because this. you're brothers and you're in the same band, you know. Is are you now playing with the one guy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we is both that an played, awkward question? No, right now? no, no, no. No, we've had this conversation. Yeah, and we've we talked had, about it. We both enjoy playing with other people, but it's like, like Russ is in a another band with a great with Tay, who's an incredible songwriter. Yeah, and I play with Zach too. Yeah, I mean you don't got to brag about all your bands, but I mean, <laughs> you got a few oh. more. Danny and the Memories. Oh, that's getting a little. Well, now it's Pink getting Floyd. awkward. Pink Floyd You're cover Pink band. Floyd. I'm in a Pink Floyd. Well, a, they they play Neil Young songs <laughs> in the Pink Floyd style. It, I, we're in a yeah. It's called yeah. Down by the Dark Side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but I t- I definitely get Dark that. Side of the Harvest Moon. Because when I when I when we first started playing, it was just me. Also, the reason shittily the playing reason acoustic that, guitar. The reason that John knows fucking Pink Floyd God, so he's well not gonna let is because he's one of those dorks that probably did that stupid Dark Side of Oz movie <laughs> hey. thing hey. where oh, you watch hey, it, hey, hey, the hey, thing watch like hey, sixty hey. times. Hey. He probably died. at the time <laughs> there was really no internet. Okay, so you had so you to try just it out. Doing the Pink Floyd. I, I may have organized and hosted a bar night for the radio station I was working at the time in the '90s to come down and line it all up, and everybody got stoned out in the alley that and went in fun. and watched. You that know, sounds cool. Speaking Don't, of smoking, I got us some cigars. Nice. Do we, when do we want to light those up? When uh, I think Josh Dolan is popping in for the end of this episode. Yeah, we'll, 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 uh, well, he doesn't have one. I know, so that's yeah. why I saw that you had three. You really like torturing him. <laughs> I don't even know him that well. Ru- Russ is, I thought you were friends. Russ, well, he, him and Russ are oh, friends. Guys, I know him just yeah. through Russ. I love Josh. We text a lot, but it's just <laughs> for sure. I mean, his brain is a noodle. It is. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, Danny, no, so Danny Witten Danny Witten dies, and, and it's just devastating to Neil. Now, from what I've read, 
like Kerry Snodgrass, Jack Nietzsche, the other guys in the Stray Gators were like, the, he was devastated, but didn't want to talk about it. Right. Yeah, and just I get that he, vibe. He had this. It was at a crossroads. It was just like a perfect storm. So yeah. he had this huge tour that he thought was overbooked. He had this fame from Harvest that he didn't want. Right. And then he had like his musical partner, spiritual partner die. Yeah. And he thought he caused that death. And then you add like his relationship with Carrie Snodgrass was deteriorating at the time and 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 all that stuff. So it was kind of like an intersection of all these things that were mm-hmm. just tearing him in different directions. And um and so it it seemed like he just said I'll deal with it after the tour. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, and that's why you probably Russ like you mentioned you probably hear him. Yeah. The kind of like that primal scream thing, like totally. just getting it out while he was singing and playing. Well, he also I read I ironically turned to tequila. Like, yes. I th- yeah. I read he said he's he does something for me that other alcohol doesn't do. Mm-hmm. And he drank so much tequila on this tour that he had a he got like a bad throat infection yeah he lost his voice yeah mm-hmm. jack nietzsche said um jose Cuervo. no linda ronstadt actually i think said jose cuervo became the sixth member of the band <laughs> wow yeah what a, what a kind of nightmare not nightmare but like what a fucking like he, all the shit that i read about this and we were talking about this too yeah. like because all this was going on too but then didn't halfway through he he had to fire a guy because he demanded $100,000. That was Kenny no. Buttrick. Yeah, Kenny Buttrick, uh, the drummer. Yes, the now, original Stray Gators drummer. Yeah, the guy who played on Harvest, and he played <clears throat> with Dylan on Blonde on Blonde, yeah. Nashville Scott. He played with a lot of people, but Kenny Buttrick apparently, according to Jack Nietzsche, demanded $100,000 to go on tour because he said, you know, I could make a ton well, of money staying in Nashville. Well, he was about the scheduling. Right, because he, he, he would Neil be missing was being, sessions. was being too much with the scheduling or something and well he could make a ton of money in nashville yeah, playing right. sessions so he said look to make up for that but i want neil was grand. super annoyed well, well he was annoyed because jack nietzsche then told the bass player tim drummond who apparently was a bit of a troublemaker that's right he wanted everyone then everybody was like we want more then money. we all want a hundred thousand yeah. dollars which at the time was like half a million it's a half a million dollars that's what yeah. i read at the time yeah. that much money was right ha- like half a million and neil dollars, neil dude. relented but it kind of started off that bad vibe yeah, he ended up for this paying tour them. and then, did he pay but, them yeah and yeah. then kenny ended up leaving anyway and that's another reason why i think neil just was like man crazy horse they're my people and i can't have them yeah he realized yeah after this tour that i should have went he regretted not going with crazy horse on this tour. one thing i i that you brought to mind mike when you were um like saying that and and reading that was luke you said to me one time and i don't want to not comparing myself to neil at all but you had said something to me a while ago because I had shown you some new songs I was writing after, like, a hard time in my life, and you were saying, if you were able to, like, talk the way that you write your songs, then you'd probably have a much better time with, like, your life and with people. I I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but I get that same feeling from Neil, where where the way he writes and the way he performs, he, he doesn't know how to be in real life. He can't write dishonestly. And, and yeah, and also he says things that when he's just in an interview, I feel like he says shit that he either, either doesn't mean or doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. And he's just like, 
I don't know. But when I hear you think him, he he speaks before he thinks. Yeah, but when he writes and when he plays, that is him. That's really him. And and I really get that in this album a lot. Where like when you read some of that stuff, because I would be the same way if 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 I looked back and I think about certain things, I'll be, eh, I don't know, whatever, that was stupid, or I was stupid, or that sounds like shit, or I, da-da-da. But then, like, if if you listen to the thing at the time, you can sense the the true, the realness, the rawness, the, I, I wrote, I as I was listening, I was writing, and I was, I said this thing, uh, I wrote down this, thing that I was feeling when I was listening and I uh, I wrote yeah as we talked about Neil was not happy with this tour and I said I can feel that big thunder right after we said <laughs> I that I hope that comes through yeah I can feel that uh, in here there's moments where I can sense Neil forcing himself back into the moment and taking it out uh, in the music yeah um, like getting out of his head and then getting back into the music and he he just wants to bawl his eyes out or or get angry mm-hmm. or frustrated and and he, he he gets lost in his head in those negative thoughts and then it's i swear there's moments in this in this record in these performances where i can feel him trying to click click himself back in into the music yeah. into the moment through yeah. you, you know what i mean i absolutely I don't he, know he said he was extreme like he said he was this was an uncomfortable tour he hated playing in these arenas because he couldn't see the crowd mm-hmm. and he's pretty sure most of the crowd couldn't really see him yeah um and that you know the sound checks were always a really tense yep a tense time yep. because that's you know he was nitpicking constantly. He was especially hard on Kenny Buttry, and that's part of the reason why he left because mm-hmm. he Kenny Buttry wasn't playing hard enough for him. Yeah, and he's a session the, guy, so la- he doesn't. From, it goes back to from the last uh, episode we were talking about how he was like that with with him in the uh, recording of Harvest. Right. Yeah. It just he's on the drummery, and I, and that my thing was I, I I really think he was wanting Crazy Horse. And, he was, and just yeah. couldn't get him. Yeah, like or you said, it was the wrong couldn't get band. The, the crazy horse that he wanted you yeah know? i i like this album i don't it's to me it doesn't hold up the way the first four do but i think i'm more annoyed that it's all live i like that i just feel like some of these songs would he would there'd be more justice done if they were studio not all of them some of them are well, great live they but. did try recording these songs in the barn really at redwood at broken arrow but it just it just kept falling apart. Journey through the past with Danny well, Whitten and stuff. That's and so, the main one. And so he said, it, "This was kind of like a last minute decision. Like we'll just record these live on the road because we got to yeah. do this tour. We can't." <clears throat> and when when know. Journey through the past starts, that Neil says at the top of it, "Song without a home." Song well, that has home. to go. That now this is also factors in here, which I don't think it's a negative factor for this album. I think it just gave him more confidence. Was his first foray into filmmaking happened right before this with the movie Journey Through the Past. Oh, wow. And basically, he, w- he had this 8 millimeter camera that he was fucking around with, and he was having a great time 
Wait, experimenting. What's the, what's the movie? I've never seen this movie. I, I've never. I've only seen I bits and pieces, either, yeah. and apparently it's super experimental. It's very stream of consciousness. There's a lot of random stuff in it, and um, so after Harvest, he had this huge success. So Warner Brothers was like, "Yeah, anything you want." So they gave him this money to make this movie. He had a filmmaker friend who was staying on the ranch with him, and she helped edit all the stuff that they filmed. And they submitted the movie, and the studio was like, um, we're not releasing this. <laughs> this is horrible. In fact, he had a screening with like all his friends, and they went out to Broken Arrow or Redwood and went to the ranch to watch it. And a lot of them were very con- – they had a dinner afterwards, and there was a lot of silence when the movie came up. <laughs> you know, because people were just kind of like, I have no idea what just happened there. But he says he didn't – he made the movie to see if he could do it. Yeah. And he said, you know, and, and uh, obviously I'm not a filmmaker, but, you know, at least now I know. I want, I, I want to see We want to do that. It turns out it's it, actually just the room. He just made the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Danny. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, hi, Jack Nietzsche. Oh, hi, Jack. Yeah. You seen Carrie? It wasn't me. I didn't hit Jack Nietzsche. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did oh not. I did not. Yeah, so, but that came with a soundtrack. Yeah. And so Warner Brothers was expecting more music like Harvest on this double album soundtrack. And what they got was some kind of poorly recorded live stuff and a Beach Boys instrumental <laughs> and like some classical piece that Jack Nietzsche wrote, you know. And they were like, what the fuck do we do with this? But that song was Journey on there. The right. Yeah. And, and that's why he says this song is no home. Because so there's a studio <laughs> version of this song, of Journey Through the Past? I think so. Yeah, is it on, it, there must be. Is it on any albums? Like it in might the be on that it might soundtrack. Might be on that soundtrack. Which they immediately like. This, they, uh, this that song, album had a first pressing, and then I think they cut. This it. song has. Yeah. A, this song does have a different version of it uh, for the Inherent Vice movie. Yeah, I saw that. It's like a country version. Did you see that? Did no. you hear that version? It's no. very country. Wow. And it's Neil doing it? Yeah. Did you watch Inherent Vice? Oh, no shit. Yeah, with uh, Joaquin. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I don't remember it. It's Paul Thomas Anderson, right? Yeah, I think so. I like anything he does. Boogie Nights might be one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And Punch Drunk Love, so good, no one gives it any credit. That's yeah, nobody film. gives that movie any credit. Because you know why? Because Adam Sandler's in it. Yeah. And so the people that want to see funny Adam Sandler are like, "Fuck this movie." Yeah. And the people yeah. who think Adam Sandler's just a joke are like, "Fuck this movie." He's he can't be so serious. good in Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, he's yeah, a good he's actor. Great. He is. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's great at. He's. Oh, we're not going to talk about Adam. Sandler. Well, we have every episode. <laughs> we always so talk far. about movies <laughs> during the Long May You Young I, I podcast. Think Adam Sandler gets too much shit for. It's like. He makes movies with his friends. Yeah, I would do the same. Did you guys see Uncut thing. Gems? It was yeah. so good. Holy shit! Yeah. It's so amazing. He's in that. awesome, yeah. dude. Uncut Gems. He can turn it on. He can was incredible. absolutely turn. But it then on. he can make like you know what's the movie the what the parents what is it meet the parent what is it what's no, no, the no, no that's Ben Stiller you're grown ups grown ups yeah. right so, so that's he'll what make I'm saying. he'll make like grown ups yeah, and grown ups too terrible but at the same so time, he can make movies like Uncut paid. Gems he's getting paid right exactly that's hang out with his those are just those are his friends I'm surprised it's like if you guys. We're in a Journey cover band just to fund town meetings. Yeah, exactly. So you could do whatever you wanted with town meetings. Yeah, we should let them We should tell them, yeah. That's absolutely happening. Is it pre-Steve Perry Journey? It's called The Wheel in the Sky. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I am on a, on, a, on, a, on a separate note, and I didn't want to bring this up. Because I, I, 
Mike texted us today and said, can we please not talk about cum on this oh, episode? Oh, see, I asked you, and now you brought it up. <laughs> because I asked you nicely. did. I said, please. <laughs> you did. You Listen, I'm going to bring up although, cum. <laughs> although okay. Mike did bring us his scones, and okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure they are cum-coated. Oh, that's right. Cum-coated scones. They are glazed. Holy shit. Whoa, all right, so yeah. All right. Those there's blueberry, good. and there's, uh, there's the... Those I'm very well, excited about this. I experiment. This. I never made chocolate chip before, but I did have a... A chocolate bar that had bacon bits in it. Oh, right. And I, cr- I froze it and crushed it up and Good put it texture. in there. Good texture. I hope so. Good flakage. Don't eat it into the mic, Luke. That's Don't get crumbs in the mic. podcast. Seriously, people hate that. You're gonna... No, people, it's like pay, it, people pay like... Uh, ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. ASMR. This is Luke eating a scone. Oh, a, I feel so relaxed. I'm eating a scone right now. Seriously, that's really gross. <laughs> Shut up. Somebody has a thing for I, people <laughs> eating... Seriously. That's a brother thing. That's like living your scone. whole life listening to him eating. The thing about scones is that. <laughs> is that right? When you yeah, eat a scone, good. it really. I'm just. That needs to stop. Makes you, <laughs> it makes your mouth water. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, really? and every time that happens, they always get tons of emails <laughs> saying, please don't do that. Oh the thing God. about people who don't like ASMR. Okay. We, all right. How are the scones? Are they okay? They're delicious. All right, good. These are pretty stop, good scones. Luke. What? I was doing a Neil thing. <laughs> your mouth is full. You got a skull problem, Luke. You can't. You just can't be on this tour. <laughs> that was it. That's why he kicked. He kicked him out. Luke misses the next town meeting tour because he just can't stop eating scones. Luke, you're 500 pounds. We can't. We the bus can't hold you. Um, we already have that issue. Huh? <laughs> oh Jesus! You better watch your fucking mouth. We All right. I'll ASMR the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, we well, already don't have anyone listening to this podcast. Let's, let's, we're, we're doing we're pretty doing okay, well. We're doing all I right. I think. I'll, the, the memes are getting great. Which Oh, which is what, what I was going to say. The, the famous meme from Uncut Gems with the one with Adam Sandler close up saying, Oh, my, holy shit, I'm going to come. I'm surprised <laughs> no even. one did that for don't the even. last episode. Oh, God. So much Shout out to Sarah Facebook Lynn page. for killing it. Yeah. yeah. I asked for uh, a Neil Young like fedora on a sperm, and she made that. <laughs> she she makes dreams come true. She does. Or she makes come true. She makes me- <laughs> She makes. Me- did you say dreams or memes? She makes memes. memes. She makes memes come true. Come. She makes memes come true. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about Time Fades Away? So, I know it's not Neil's fa- favorite album. but Well, now I'm, now I'm chewing. Let me finish chewing okay. down. Well, let's let's talk about some of the other contributing factors to why this tour was hell for Neil. One was Jack Nietzsche was drinking more than everybody else, apparently. I love the story. I don't know if you guys read it where they would turn his mic down when he wasn't singing backup vocals, but they could still hear him. The sound guys could still hear him. Yeah. In, in oh, their, yeah. In the headphones. And like Neil would sing a line and he just he was so drunk. He goes, that's bullshit. <laughs> really? Yeah. He would be talking to Neil as he was singing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is awesome. These are good. These are really good. Oh, good. I'm glad you like them. They get better. Okay. They get better? Relax <laughs> about the scones. Better. We're trying to talk about Neil Young. I shouldn't have brought them. I'm sorry. No, don't you ever. Now you have to bring scones every time. Oh, see? <laughs> see what I, you give them a taste first, but the next time you got to pay. We should. No, never mind. Okay. What, what I was going to say is I'm also, I get, I get the like angst of this tour in this, but a lot of these songs too, I kind of feel like he's pretty fucking homesick. Yes. He brings up Canada a constantly. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's homesickness or if it's... I took it as, like, 
you know, in songs like Don't Be Denied and Journey Through the Past, I took it as he wishes things were simpler. Mm-hmm. It was a lot simpler than when I was moving to L.A. and had nothing. Yeah. It's when I was like- playing with my friends in high sc- my high school band, and we just wanted to play. We didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, there was no pressure of contracts and fulfilling tour obligations and things like that. It's almost that cliche thing you hear from celebrities. There's like a Jim Carrey quote that comes to mind of, I wish everyone could get uh, all of their, I'm going to botch the quote, but it's like uh, everyone could have all their dreams and all the success and fame that they think will make them happy to realize that it, it, it's not that. Yeah. Um, well, he addresses that and and don't be denied yeah. at the end. He's kind of talking to his friend, which I really think he's talking to himself. Oh yeah, but um, I he does mention that, that and don't be denied. Yeah, yeah, I do love that song too. Me too. Um, um, but let's let's. Um, I got a couple more factors that contributed to the the way this tour was. One was Neil was really abusive to the band. Yeah, and then he really turned on the rock star thing where he would stay in his own separate floor of a hotel. And they had they had to stay on a different floor, and so he, I think so much of this had to do with Danny. I really it, well, I, I really think it, yeah, feel like absolutely. this whole thing was like a yeah, little bit Danny and the pressure of having a number one album and going yeah. to every show and people yelling "Heart of Gold" and right. refusing that to would play be annoying, it. yeah, and not and people bananas. showing up to his shows expecting a harvest kind of sound, but getting that raging bar band sound. There's always know? that weird sort of thing when you have songs that people really like and know there's that thing of uh don't complain you, you know that you got to this place and people know your songs and love your songs and want to hear your songs but then also being an artist who creates all the time and wants to play other stuff and put out new music and i, I feel like that happens a lot and some people are just great at it billy joel for instance just, he doesn't care he just always plays yeah. his hits you know but yeah. look, but other artists just don't want to do that, and and I think they they have every right not to, and the fans have uh, rights not rights, but I get why fans want to hear the songs that they like and know. I totally agree, Russ. <laughs> Thank I you, I Mike. agree both ways. If someone wants to play all their hits, that's yeah. great. I love it. They they want to give the crowd what they want. I yeah. I also love when an artist comes out and just does what they want to do because that yeah. means. They're making their art because for themselves, like Neil, he's not doing it really for anybody else. I also want to know, because, and they're at every show, the people who go to a show and then scream out, like we saw Jonathan Edwards at the Bull Run. And after song three, people were like, sunshine. And he's Uh, like, I'm going to get to it. It's like, there needs to be a balance. Who does that? Who goes to a show and does that? Even we get it. And and, uh, again, a part of me understands. Your fans, you want to hear the songs you love, but we also have other fans that want to hear the new stuff and want to hear, you know what I mean, their songs. Yeah. So there needs to be a balance. The artists need to understand that that is a part of it. Those people are paying to see you. Of course. So you have that whole, you know, look, these people are paying their hard-earned money but to come see you. But they're paying to see you, not hear a certain song. Some are, though. Like yeah, but a lot that's of people that came to these if, shows. If it's said on, on the poster, tour, if it's said on the poster, I will be playing Heart of Gold. No, I, then I, I, I agree. yes, I agree. Right, with, I agree there's with no Mike contract. Though. I agree, but a lot of people on the Time Fades Away tour came to hear Heart of Gold. Sure. That lightning. Now is I'm not nuts. saying Neil 
should have played Heart of Gold. Yeah. I'm not saying he should have. Is it? But I'm saying that a lot of people came to hear that and Old Man, yeah. you know, and the hits that they were hearing on the radio because that's why they <laughs> bought the tickets. It, it, I'm noticing yeah. every time Shu says Heart of Gold, lightning strikes. That's right. God doesn't agree with your point. <laughs> God <laughs> no. loves Hey, all harvest. I know is if oh, I go see oh, oh, Jim yeah, Gaffigan oh, and Jim Gaffigan doesn't do the fucking Pop-Tarts joke, I want my money back. <laughs> you mean the Hot Pockets joke? Hot Pockets. Who's Pop-Tarts? That's Brian Regan. <laughs> Wait, Sorry, confuse my... Do you mean the mu- right. little mini muffins joke? Which the, food joke do you think that Jim Gaffigan has food jokes I didn't he know does. That. <laughs> wow. I, I think he has a good five on food yeah <laughs> hey guys Josh Dolan's here Josh what's Dolan. going on Josh Dolan from the, the uh, actual from, Josh Dolan from the amazing uh, breaking soundboard the ice podcast from the amazing oh from the Luke amazing Luke long may you young Josh Dolan soundboard. Yes. From the soundboard that's what I'm known as so are we doing a crossover is this a double pod I think so no, I don't know I just wanted no, to see people in real life I haven't seen you since March I, I seriously yeah, it's been since March. Since at your house when we learned what Zoom was, and we're like, how the fuck do we work this? Oh, and we fucked it oh, up we, so bad, too. We don't, we don't swear on this podcast. Oh, you don't? Yeah, oh, no oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Shit, sorry. <laughs> fuck. If you go watch your fucking language. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey. No, we can. The hosts can. Oh, but, we but I can't. Guests, I understand. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Josh, um, we're talking about Neil Young, so jump in at any time. Oh, okay. All right. This Sweet is Caroline very, is, is my very, favorite. This is a very popular album, too. This is, is it? Uh, this is probably his most album. popular. It's his, he yeah. loves this album. It's his favorite album that he ever put out. Yeah. <laughs> favorite one? Yep. Yeah. Is it your favorite? Uh, yeah. This is the Aren't they all, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has got to be Everybody take a drink. Take a drink. No, but uh, what I was thinking is let's, let's, nah, finish, right reco- let's finish recording this. And then we can, I can just stop it. I have a template set up, and then we can just do a Breaking the Ice. You are organized. He is. Look at this. Right? He's one of the I most mean, organized people Josh, I know. Is Josh, he's going to sit through he's this? He's just here for comic relief, really. He's okay. going to make a, make a few Jim Gaffigan references. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I invited myself. Because Jim Gaffigan was a founding member of uh, the Rockets. <laughs> But Neil forced him out. He was one of the memories. And then that's when, yeah, right. And then the crazy horse thing. And he's like, you know, Jim, you just don't fit in. Yeah. Here's 50 bucks in a scone. Actually, the song Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere is about Hot Pockets. <laughs> and then Jim did his, his, like, lady in the audience voice. And he was like, that's he really cool. doesn't like him. I wish he'd play Heart of Gold. <laughs> Why is he so pale? <laughs> Well, he's too Canadian. Oh, I just so I don't like how Canadian. Just his appearance is racist. We're not Angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I. Back to the point you were making, Russ. Yeah. Now, I think I actually agree with Mike. Is because when we saw Neil, both times we saw Neil, he can play whatever he, he wants. He did the hits too, though. He, he did. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But remember when when we saw Dylan. He the only song he played that anyone knew was "Tangled Up in Tangled Blue,", up in and, blue. and you couldn't even it. fucking hear the it. The rest of anyway. it was just stuff he just. just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And as everyone knows from this podcast, I hate Bob Dylan. I believe. No, was, you hate Tom Petty. You I hate Tom, Tom Petty, Petty yeah. and right. Bob Dylan. Uh, it sounds similar. <laughs> Josh Dolan. No, Josh. Everyone. Why don't you just be quiet? <laughs> no. Till the end of the. Uh, <laughs> we already struggle with making these too long. This is gonna. We need to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I also, uh, a point that I never, I don't think I really finished, which I know you're agreeing with, I, all of you agreed with, but I really, really feel, uh, Luke, you said you think it's a part of it. I think it's a lot of it, the, the death of Danny Witten. 
I think that because you were talking about Neil being but a pain in the ass. But he had written these songs before that. No, I know he had written some of the songs before that, or well, most he of wrote, the songs. Don't be denied. The day after Danny died. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. And then I have Holy a feeling shit. that time fades away. I don't know when he wrote that song. Can we just can we just get into songs? Yeah, let's get yeah, into let's the song because you mentioned time fades away, and you know how in the last in Harvest episode I said. That whole theme thing, yeah. I feel like that's in here too with time. Yes, time is the theme for this album, exactly. and I might have to do like a Russ. It's theme of oh, the Josh. album. You said you weren't going to do that. <laughs> the hell was that? Don't even, Josh. Don't encourage him. Did Stephen Hawking just no. come in the room? He's the, the, he's don't the, even. He's the self-drying him. jacket from Back to the Future Two. Oh, have you seen Back God. to the Future Two? I have. There you go. Oh, so you've Josh seen a movie that I've only seen pieces of the third one, but I have seen the best. The third one's the best one. It's not the best. It's great. I like it too. Okay. Okay. Me and Luke are. Clara Clayton. Okay, God damn it. <laughs> All right. Time right fades here. away. I love the way this starts. Yeah. I love the, how the album starts. I love this. In, I love the way yeah. this album starts. Especially considering everything we just said. Now, I don't know if you guys notice, but when he repeats that line yeah. near the end, it's 13 junkies. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, yeah that's the first thing right. I wrote down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad someone else noticed that, too. Well, I was going to ask you, because I don't know when he wrote this song. I just assumed he had written all of it before all this stuff went on. I didn't know he wrote Don't Be Denied the day after Danny died. The day died. after. Yeah. But so this one... That's got to mean something. There's a reason. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The, the line that intrigues me is selling diamonds for what they're worth. I was going to ask you. Does that you mean what, that? I could interpret that many different ways. Yeah. But I was curious what your take was on that. At first, I thought it meant that they were, okay, they're, they're junkies. They're too tired to work. But they're honest in what they're doing. You know okay. what I mean? Like they're okay. playing for real. Okay. You know, and then maybe when he says junkie, he, maybe he's not referring directly to heroin, but maybe he's referring to this is what we do for a living. This is what this is my heroin. This is my addiction. I got to make music, you know. Yeah. And so selling you know, diamonds, selling diamonds for a different kind of rock. Oh, deep. Wow, Josh. Right. Jeez. Yeah. That's and that wasn't a sound. This is a live Josh Dolan soundboard. Josh Dolan's take. God, I don't I remember what we were talking about, but it probably had something to do about radio. You can't play. It's weird to play a Josh Dolan. No here. one's gonna know that. Wait, actual... did I actually just say that, or was that the sound? Well, I am <laughs> fucking. My brain is a noodle right now. <laughs> and then you hear Josh laughing at his own. Well, <laughs> let's stay on target. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one so sells you... diamond. Yeah, sells for diamonds what for what they're worth. I had a few different takes on that, okay. but I, I like yours. I, that was a part of one of my takes. Another one was just sort of um, going back to like needle and the damage done and the milk blood sort of thing. Is does he is he saying? Is they, he saying they, he's just selling these? Like they're just selling diamonds to what? Like, just to. S- yeah, to keep it going, not but for they, profit. But they don't even know what they're doing because they're so they're too weak. So you you'd think if you if you're trying to sell something, you would do it for more than what right. it's right. You worth. want to make a profit, right? But and he's instead, not just doing yeah, it just to get by. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And not yeah. realizing that's not how you do shit. Right. And not seeing the value in something. 
uh, not seeing beyond the value, rather. Right. Only seeing face value. Yes. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I didn't read too much into the Diamond line. I, I, I just think it's... I think there's a reason he called this album Time Fades Away and started it with this song. Because when you hear Time Fades Away and you think of Neil, my first thought was this is going to be kind of some nostalgic take, like kind of like Journey Through the Past mm-hmm. is. But it's when you read the lyrics and listen to the lyrics, it's it's not in this like, ooh, like, oh, I've lived this life and time like just slips through your fingers. It's like, uh, it's like, I don't know. like It's kind of like what we talked about with harvest and i forget what the line was from but you gotta you gotta tell you uh are, are you ready for the country or, or which one are, you better tell your story before yeah, it's that's time to be ready go. for the yeah. country yep so that's that's what i'm getting like you said through this whole album or you said time yeah. was the theme through this whole yep. album so yeah that's what i'm getting it's like you got to do it now because you yeah. could end up like danny Witten. yeah i'm just saying i think there's a there's a reason he starts the album with this song and with the right. lyrics of this song and and also the the tempo and the the sloppiness of this song like he just kind of s- sets the bar like this is this is where i'm at this is what i'm giving you do you know right. what i'm saying well that's part of the, that's i think part of the reason why this album is the way it is this is what i'm giving you because he had that number one hit with harvest and everybody wanted another harvest and what what was the number one hit heart of gold heart of gold thunder Natick, Natick, <laughs> and um, and he and this is like we we spoke about this in the last uh, episode a little bit. He did everything he could with this album and like the next three or four albums, trying to, to alienate all these new fans he had from Heart of Gold and Old Man and Imagine the hits they were playing on the radio. Though. Right? What if he made another Harvest, uh, which was supposed yeah. to be homegrown? It wouldn't be. Which is nothing. Not, no, no way as good as Harvest. No, it's good. It's great. It's a not, it's, it's a good album, it's but not it's not harvest, like though. Harvest. But he could have made another Harvest. He could have gone back to Nashville or back to the barn with Elliot Mazer and did the whole thing over again. But that's not what he does. He's he has he has he has a line where not in a song he, he had said something like, um, "Then people would have been able to figure me out, and I don't want that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, heart of gold. <laughs> oh damn it! it, only, it, it only she, she has to, yeah, say, she it. Has to yeah. say it. Heart of gold. Oh, the rumble. Wow! <laughs> I don't like that. People are gonna right. think you edited that in. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Even even God wanted to hear "Heart of Gold" on the Time Fades Away tour. <laughs> I don't like that one. bit. That was a good show, but he didn't play "Heart of Gold." By that dude, dude, that was nuts. <laughs> I'm used to God listening. I don't to like that one bit. I don't like that he can control the weather by naming Neil Young songs. Um, That's a kind of wholesome content you get out of this podcast. That's right, <laughs> It's very well, religious. My, but my problem with, again, I love this album, but my problem with with it, and I know this is what all the critics shit on him for, was I, I, I like the rawness and the sloppiness sometimes, but I think it's great on Time Fades Away. I don't like it in the next. I don't like it in Journey Through the Past that much. I, I, I just feel like you it. You don't like what? I, I feel like he should have done a studio version of that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I disagree. I think this is one of the the better sounding songs. Really? On the album. The piano is good. I just think his voice is very tequila ridden and shaky, which is I'm not I'm not criticizing Neil's voice. I just know He called himself shaky. That's a good point. <laughs> the book is called Shaky. I know. I'm just saying I'm just saying it's not my Josh, I, back us up here. 
Oh, yeah. It's called Shaky. And are we still talking about Back to the Future? What are we doing? Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Hold on. Let me, uh, let's play. Can I play a little song bit? Song Without a Home. Song Without a Home. I love the piano in it. I like this part. You wouldn't right have here. Dawes without this song. It's a go. Wow. Yeah. You wouldn't have Dawes without a lot of these little yeah. Canyon bands. Jackson Brown. Lawyers in love. <laughs> oh no, sorry. <laughs> it also starts very similarly to After the Gold Rush. Uh, I don't think so. Well, I dream that's I'm not. I'm not discounting you. This song. Love this. I can't not hear Jimmy Fallon. When I hear Neil Young, uh, uh. Josh, just we're gonna have to ask you to wait in the other room. <laughs> really? Go out in the wow. thunder, please. Yeah, okay, fine. Rain. I'll go smoke weed. Oh, I don't it, know. Wait, hold on a okay. second. What? <laughs> Where are you going? Just have a scone. Yeah, have a scone. I'm gonna go try to get on your level. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I disagree. Yeah. I, I like the rawness. The the the, the everything I, I was saying before about. Everything that went on in regards to this tour and the emotionality of it all, you feel it in this performance. Well, this is definitely a homesick song, at least to me. Again, I don't know if it's homesick. I think it's just fed upness. That's what I mean. I think he don't give a fuck ability. I think he's just he's seen he's had the highs and lows, and then he had the hit with Harvest, and I think he's just like it would be great to go back to Canada, like she was saying. But it's more about that. To me, it's more the mindset of. The simplicity, the uh, of of the of yeah. Canada. He misses the simpler times. Yeah, he I think misses... that's that's another theme on this album is that he wants to kind of journey through time, but you can't before before can't. the the huge hit that Harvest was and everything that came with that, <clears throat> you know. And so he just wants to like kind of be, you know. Even though at the time, how old is he here now? He's like twenty six or twenty seven, right? Yeah, you yeah. know. But he wants to. It, it must have seemed like decades, you know, yeah. from that first solo album. And I think he just wants it to be simpler like it was before. Because like we said in the last episode, Harvest took him to another level beyond just rock fans liking Neil Young. Yeah. Now everybody liked Heart of Gold and Neil Young. So, you know, he wants it to go back to what it was before. But he also knows that time fades away. Right. And... You know that time fades away. Exactly. Uh, to go to that theme thing, that's what is happening here. I feel that that's yeah. a big part of it. I just feel like, you know, Shu, you sent us a, a few Linda Ronstadt covers. I feel like <laughs> she would have killed this song. Yes, I could definitely hear you know her what I mean? doing like this song. I, yeah. I don't know. I could hear her doing it on the Muppets. Was she on the Muppets too? Several times. Really? Ah, uh, that oh. checks out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Hmm. Thanks, Josh. No Josh problem. Dolan. Josh, Josh Dolan. Dolan Josh Dolan. What, 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 what did you say? Stephen Hawking. The oh, the Jacket Boys. <laughs> no, yeah. the Josh. Yeah. Josh Dolan's takes. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with the your Josh throat, Dolan take. Well, he has a line in the song. Um, Do the save that one, Luke. <laughs> Josh Dolan saying, <laughs> "Clip that." I don't know what you're doing with your throat, but it freaks me out. <laughs> he says. Um, 
I will stay with you if you'll stay with me, said the fiddler to the drum. Love that line. And we'll keep good time on a journey I was going to bring that up. I'm so glad you brought that right. line so up. So is he saying now, is he saying there, you know, stick with me because I'm kind of going back to what I want to what I wanted to be before, you know, and those, I guess, those who know me will stick with me. Are you getting that? I I think yes, yes. But I think it's, I think it matters that he uses the fiddler here because the fiddle has because a tendency to, the fiddler has a tendency, a fiddle has a tendency to be, you know, it it can do a lot of things, and if you don't do it exactly how you're supposed to do it, mm-hmm. it sounds fucking nuts. I believe it was the devil's instrument, right? <laughs> so that's if you don't if you don't play it the right way, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be shaky. It's gonna be ah. nuts, as shaky as a fiddler on the roof. You know what I mean? And so that's my to me, Neil here is definitely calling himself the fiddler. I think. And I think when he talks about the drum, it's just a reference to time again. He ain't talking about he even, okay, right. he even yeah. says uh, we'll make good time mm-hmm. on the journey through the past. So when, you, when he says stay with me and I'll stay with you, that's Neil trying to grasp uh, how time, you know, how it fades away, but also how it has to continue to move forward. And he's trying to look back and he's, I don't know, a part of it is saying, if I just have something to hold me steady. So I, I don't know the timeline of when this song was written, but do you think this could be like like an olive branch to Kenny maybe like a little bit? Because he, he, it was very contentious between the two of them. Like, if you no. stay with me, I'll stay with you. No, because I think he I don't may have written vibe. this well I, before the tour. I think it's tour. more poetic. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's him saying... Or maybe any because Neil's not an easy guy to work with. I mean, I, that's just historically. Yeah, that, true. well, that's what I mean. The fiddler maybe on the it's, roof. Maybe if he's talk, is he talking about? He's crazy the fiddler, horse? and the drum is the rest of the I, band. I was gonna say that that could, I f- was gonna say if any drummer comes to mind, it'd be Ralph, and then Crazy Horse. So right. like they are his drums. Also, they are yeah. what kept is him. Is anyone else annoyed that every band he has, it's just an adjective and an animal? Yeah, stray gators. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Come on, interesting. Come on, Neil. Yeah. Also, another pet peeve of mine on this song is the way he pronounces February correctly. I don't like when people do that. That's a Canadian oh. thing. Swinging. With me till February. I know there's an R in there. You don't have to say it. It just bothers me for some reason. Wednesday. You know, the, the fiddle and the <laughs> yeah. drum reference is from, um, some say it's from a Joni Mitchell song called The Fiddle and the Drum. Huh. So maybe he's talking about a fellow Canadian. Okay. Because he does mention going back to Canada. Yeah. You know. Do you think some of these lyrics that you guys are breaking down, if you ask Neil, he was like, I don't know what fucking rhymes, so I just put it in. Honestly, you know yeah. This yeah. has come up quite a bit. <laughs> he has actually said that about a lyric. It was the, um, what was it? Oh, um, tell me why. Sailing hardships through broken harbors. No, no, it was the chorus. The is it hard? To oh, make you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, like I, he was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking. And about. like we were like, oh, well, what does that mean? That's amazing. And then I read this excerpt from a interview he did. He goes, I have no idea what that means. I stopped singing it because one night I sang it. And I said, what the hell does that mean? And I didn't know. <laughs> but at the same so time, he's actually said that. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I, you know, there's times where you just tap into some fucking mysterious right. thing yeah. and you don't know what the fuck you're saying. And he's but that you, kind of artist. Yeah, and he, yeah. Neil has a direct connection with like that mystery mm-hmm. of 
sometimes you don't know what the fuck he's saying, but you know it sounds great. Yeah, and it, it may not age well. Right. Yeah. Know? So, but yeah. sometimes a good line just comes out of you. Yeah. Like the town meeting song, that righteous light. Like who the fuck came up with that line? The babe man. The babe man. Did you? Well, um, first of all, I was going to ask. Did you guys song. bring him on just to mention the band and yeah. the new album? Yeah. My favorite band. <laughs> I mean, you made a joke, Luke, but I think. Fiddler on the Roof is a great analogy. The, the, even in that, even in that, it well, says if Neil were a rich man, here he goes. Oh boy, and he's got Come a on. mouthful of scone. <laughs> great, you're lucky. But I even in it. even in Fiddler on the Roof, that's how the whole thing starts. That's how that whole musical starts. Is uh, life can be as shaky as a fiddler on the roof, and then the whole thing is based is on. Is that the line? Yeah, All I'm right. pretty sure it I is. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm fact check me, but I'm pretty sure it's that's what it is. All right. And uh, will fact check you. And and the whole point is so that you need tradition to keep you grounded. So instead of um, tradition and and life, the craziness of life being like a fiddler on the roof and tradition keeping you steady, Neil is the craziness of Neil's mind and his his personal life and his bands and the junkies and all that, the relationships, it uh, the drum is what's keeping him steady and the drum being how he needs to get a grip on time and and realize that it would be great to have a journey through the past and to go back to those simpler times and that's what he's feeling now but he can't and he needs to understand that and he's saying this to himself like you were saying mike i i that's the vibe i get a, a part of the the vibe yeah. I get. I, I, at two twelve, Luke, he he goes, hmm. He says something like that. He's playing, and then he goes, hmm. Is it right after this and line? We'll keep good time on a journey through the past. Here, you didn't hear? No, but I I, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. You listen back, you can hear it. He goes, hmm. Is that him thinking about his, the shit he just said and in reference to everything that's going on in his life? Or is that him like, did he fuck up a chord? What if this whole song was freestyled? But if you listen back, you played <laughs> it, so and impressed. if you listen maybe, on headphones, I guarantee you'll hear it. He goes, maybe hmm. he, yeah, well, maybe he meant to do that. Yeah. Like, huh. maybe he just had a bite of a scone, and he was like, hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that, are these fresh blueberries? Well, yeah. What do you think? I'd use, like, frozen? I don't know. They're delicious. You pick some fresh in Worcester. Yeah. They grow on a fence. Yeah. <laughs> Behind uh, Norton and Company, mm-hmm. where they roll up the barbed wire. <laughs> uh, there's a, a really cool cover by the uh, cool. by James Mercer of the Shins of this song. Really? Yep. It was on the 180 Degrees South. Um, oh, I got to check that out. <clears throat> yeah, I love the that. Shins. Anyway, I didn't want to, I, I, I don't want to forget this. We talked about Ben Keith a lot in Harvest album. Yeah. In this album, dude, woof. He shines it's, to it's, me. He's it's great. It's great to hear him in this set in a louder setting. That's what I mean. Because yeah, in Harvest, in, he what does he kinda, play again? He plays He's the pedal, pedal steel. steel. Oh yeah, like yeah, in yeah. Harvest, he was kind of filling the spaces with his playing, but yeah. here he's just ripping it, man. Yeah, he's really he's really singing. Amazing. He's singing background a lot too, and and you can hear him in uh, the title in the first the opening track. Oh, you that's can, him doing the backup. Him, yeah, swelling nice with the lap and singing. It's great. Um, Anything else on Journey Through the Past? No, let's move on. 
to yonder stands the center. This might be this one of my faves. Gonna, I knew this was going to be your this favorite is, song. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite off the album, but it's it's probably top three. Only because it reminds me of the band. It, it's got a the yeah, band very vibe much so. to right. me. I can hear, I can almost, um, if I really imagine it, I feel like the band is playing with him. Like, um, and this That would is, sound amazing. Yeah, yeah, this, oh, is Cro- yeah. this is Crosby with him on this one. Right. On, on guitar and vocal. Think about Crosby and this particular tour. Now, he was going through his own shit. Now, I'm not just talking about all the uh, drugs he was addicted to, but I think it's like his his sister was murdered. What? Jesus Christ. Or something like that. Do you have a Neil Young textbook? Um, yeah. <laughs> My God. Crosby's mother was dying of cancer at the time of this tour. So well, he was kind of going said through that, We can just stuff. hear Luke doing his belly chuckle. <laughs> Josh got a good one off. While you're like, his mother died. Mother I also had cancer. It's <laughs> because of what That's Josh great. said. I also don't like. He's got. Jo- he's got I don't scone. like Josh's dumb he's got smirk every time he's spitting he out all over the microphone he does the, while he belly he, laughs. He quickly looks around after he makes a joke. He, he does this like wide smile. He goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I." A few people have pointed that out on the podcast that I also sniff after every time I yeah. attempt at a joke. I go, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> Yep. It's a timing You're thing. like a little yeah. rodent. It's I just believe. how I button yeah. my punchlines. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't, know, I didn't know. Play his sniff back. <laughs> I'll isolate his sniff. No, I didn't know any of that shit. Yeah. I don't know a lot of Crosby's. I guess I don't know a lot about most of them. He's got a big mustache. But yeah, I know. I know that. Oh, sorry. It wasn't David Crosby's girlfriend who was murdered. It was Graham Nash's girlfriend. Okay. He's not on this murdered. track, I don't think. No, I think but he was on the tour. They were on the tour when he his voice started al- giving out. He is out. in this album. I th- he- Stills is the only one not in right. this album. They came halfway through the tour to help with vocals. And if He's, you thought Jack Nietzsche hated Crazy Horse, he hated David Crosby. Yeah. Him Nietzsche. and David Crosby did not get along He just along sounds like all. a fucking asshole. Nietzsche. David Crosby sounds like kind of an asshole, too. If yeah. you, the more you read about him, he just... Like, when they were driving through Altamont to play... They were all on this like van, and David Crosby was sitting on top of the van, going, "Move out of the way, Crosby, Stills, and Nash coming through." Ugh. <laughs> Is that why someone got stabbed? Uh, probably, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that I mean, he brought those guys in, and so that added this extra tension, not only with what they were going through, but within the band too. Yeah. Like Crosby and Nietzsche were yelling at each other on stage, and Nietzsche was constantly telling Crosby to turn his guitar down. You know, Jack it was plays. Plays nice piano though, man. He's he's a good piano. Yeah, for player. someone who's obliterated yeah, most he, of the time. Yeah, you hear hear him on this out on this uh, track too. He sounds great. What a mess of a tour. And Crosby this Crosby plays plays well on this too. The the guitar and the vocal, he he holds it down and. Yeah, the here. vocals sound good. I really like this. I like this tune. I it's also a, it's a band tune. Can you play a little? Actually, I want you to go to one fifty seven ish. You hear someone howl. Who do you guys think that is? Is that Crosby? Crosby, what do you think that I was? I don't know. That was Yoko. <laughs> God damn it. See, it sounds like they're having a great time. Yeah, it does. Right? Yeah. And they're playing with like this fervor. But, but that's obviously where, that that's comes where I from... I think a part of that is that they know there's all this shit going on, and then they have to force themselves back into the music. Right. So and play in front do... of like 
15, 20,000 so people. So many people. Yeah. And so I think someone will just do something like that. To you be have like, to. Just survive. You have to. We've played shows where the audience has just been fucking duds. Till right. Russ howls. And then I'll be like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. And then Russ howls. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. You did definitely you picked that one up on the mics. Yeah. Fuck. That did was you get shocked, Luke? I don't think I did, but I. Okay. You got touching the that, metal yeah. desk. I got scared. I wish I filmed that. Hold on. You little bitch. Can't hack it. <laughs> so, Can't handle getting struck by lightning. Yeah, you bitch. bitch. Oh. So, Think you're lucky enough to get struck, huh? So, so God got tired the sniff. of. Uh, <laughs> did the sniff. Did I do it? Yeah. I got it. God got tired of waiting for Shu to say "Heart of Gold." He's like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck it." No, God said this. This song, "Yonder Stands the Sinner's Bullshit." <laughs> Dude, because I, he's talking about preachers, right? Is he talking about? Well, Preachers he, he being brings up the great pretender a bunch. Yeah, is but is I, so I looked that up. That's a song by the Platters. Yeah, I've I've never heard this song. You never heard the Great Pretender? That's one of those classic hits of the fifties. But it's it, the lyrics make it sound like it's just like I'm not who I pretend to be. Kind right. Of I put on this facade because inside mm-hmm. I'm crying. But it it does seem like he's saying God is the Great Pretender. I thought he meant that the Great Pretender was the preacher or the evangelist. Oh, maybe. I could see both. Yeah. Um. There's a. Are you? You ever get into Pedro the Lion? Probably not. No. You brought Pedro. You brought. Anyway, he was a big staple episode. for like it, like emo Christian music, like growing up. Mm-hmm. And then he made this album where he he like it was like his breakup album with God. He walked away from religion. Didn't they make a documentary about that? Oh yeah. I think I saw the trailer for it's, that documentary. It's really and it really, really intrigued good. me. Yeah. But he has a, the last song on there. He just, it's really, really, the whole album is really well written and really kind of a, a beautiful way to, to put a lot of it. But he brings up the story of Job and he, like, to summarize this one song, he, like, he's basically saying, like, oh, God, I don't want to talk about this with lightning no, going come on. around me. But he's, he's saying, like, um, you know, at, at the end of the book of Job, God does all this or allows the devil to do all this shit to Job, like, literally kills his children and wipes decimates his way of life and then at the end job like questions it and god goes on this long rant about like well where were you when i made the sea and where were you when i created this and he's just the way when the way he kind of shines a light on that it's like that i i don't know it's uh who david is yeah he's like it, it sounds a lot like god's deflecting i don't know do you know what i mean so like when you talk about the great the great pretender. Yeah. So I can why kinda... did all this bad stuff happen to me? Like, well, I I created the ocean. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. I sounds understand like, what he you're saying. Sounds like a, he's being Jack Nietzsche or something. He sounds like he's being a shitty manager. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like. Well, that's like, well, ooh, here oh, we go. Boy, here we go. This is gonna be a big one. <laughs> you were a youth minister or something. Right? I'll talk about him. Or okay. him. See, Sorry. even him. I don't like using him. I could I could talk about God. I'll talk about God all fucking night, dude. I've done a lot of research on this. And there's great spiritual teachers who will even tell you all that shit that you think you, that these major religions preach about God is not what is actually historically accurate. Even the name of God, if you do the actual translation, it's not supposed to be a name. So when you hear in the Ten Commandments and you hear, do not take the Lord's name in vain, that got interpreted throughout the years to be like, don't say God damn or Jesus Christ or whatever. That's not the actual interpretation. Historically speaking, it means that the name of God is not meant to be said because it's not a name. So in the ancient text, you hear Yahweh, but really if you, do, if you break that down by the translation, when, God, when Moses was told the name of God, 
after he was said, I am that am, he was said Yahweh. But Yahweh wasn't said because if you do the, the translation, Yahweh was breath. It, it was so Yahweh is That's a, from the first Chronicles so, where God says it's Yahweh or the highway. <laughs> but <laughs> Yahweh nice, nice good one there, Lukey. But Thank literally you. Yahweh was was not meant to be said. It was it was the closest way for saying breath. For for um saying the name of God is so it, it's just a that's what it was. What is it with you and breath? Lately? I'm just saying that breath is breath yeah, is you, you're the you one who originally that? brought up do you have breath that with Neil, dude. First album? No. And so I'm just saying that God is not the, the, it, essentially God in the text is saying I am breath. I am that is right now, Actually, which is Russ, you breathing. The great pretender is just what I called my amp when I played with the Guess Who in Winnipeg. <laughs> I love Randy Bachman, <laughs> a hero of mine. I Love went. To, I, I uh, down by the club on the parking lot, Cinders. I was to meet him and play his game. So well, I think so you're right. I think maybe he, he's talking about. I think one he's of talking those about religion, preachers. like in yeah. general, like, like a street. Yeah, preacher. let's see what you got. You always see those guys at like I always see these guys at metal shows, and they're standing there. One guy yeah. even brings his own cross, and he stands there and says, "You know, you t- he's handing out pamphlets, yeah. and he's saying you're all going to hell." You know, this music is taking you to hell. Your lifestyle is taking you to hell. You know, maybe he's talking about a guy like that that maybe he encountered at a club seeing a show or something yeah, that like that. Yeah, And sure. this guy's a hypocrite because maybe he goes home and he, you know, beats his wife or yeah. he gets a hooker or whatever, you know. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that's probably what he's – it's called Yonder Stands the Sinner. I think the great pretender is – Yeah. It's, it's that religious figure. It's that religious – The game. The game, yeah. Yeah. Because it's a game. It's all a game. Well, Everything and, is. And he references what in, I mean, we'll, and we'll get there, but when uh, Love and Mind talking about. Love that. What's the line he love, says? Love, yeah, he, when he says, uh, church is long, preach sex is wrong, Jesus, where is nature gone, or yeah. something like that. Right. Fucking awesome. He just has a lot of kind of themes that, like he, I, I mean, I know he did a shit ton of songs on this tour, but I feel like he kind of put these together on purpose. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's. I, I think a part of it too is, again, I don't know when this was written, but you know, Neil, even at this young age, has gone through some serious shit, and a part of it is, he's saying, "Okay, what do you got, preacher man? How can you help me? Right. What's your game?" Or I, I think he's. Uh, more you've heard about this guy. I'll check him out. We've all heard of the, this guy. The. the Great pretender. I'll go play his game. I I'm, I don't know. Is that? I, I think he's. Um, I think it's more like he's saying. Like you said, hey. So instead of saying, hey, preacher man, you know, what are you? Yeah. What can you, you know? How how did you figure it out? What can you do for me? Yeah. It's more like you don't really know, do you? Right. Yeah. The you know, you're using yeah. the Bible to your advantage. You're using it for your own agenda. Yeah. You know, you're because there's so many different preachers. There's so many different sects, but then you have the evangelists and you have those super churches, and yeah. the, you, they're using religion as a power move. Well, and he's saying you know? it's every, he's saying that thing, that great pretender, that game of let's just say religion here. In each line, it's somewhere different. It's down by the club on the parking lot, cinders. And then it's in an attic window yelling down at him, calling him the singer man, what you got to run for. And then the church bells rang when he said that name. And then in the, and then in the line after that, 
well, I was as scared as I could be, so he went and hid behind the tree, peeked out, and then from behind the branches, there was again the great, you know, like, Yonder stands the sinner, he calls my, but, no, oh, that's, so Yonder stands the sinner is calling his name. Yeah, so he's saying that that's, the sinners aren't the people, like, um, the priests or the evangelists are calling the sinners. The sinners are the, are the people that are calling those people out because they're hypocrites, because they're, they're not infallible either. Right. They're not perfect. They have their things too, whether it's drugs or sex or whatever that is, you know. Yeah. You know, against their religion. They're the pretenders. They're, right. The they're great, doing the it. great pretenders. So that's what I. That's how I get Neil, that. I think from Neil that. is saying we're you know we're all pretending, but to to be the great pretender is to try to think you represent something that you don't really know anything about and try to shame people for it. Right. Which yeah. comes later with right. churches long preach sex is wrong. Right. You know. Like it's a power move. Yeah, yeah. totally. And to there and advantage. that's the sinner and calling your name without a without a sound. Right. Even in a look you can tell someone's judging you. Actually, right. this you know. song is about Jackson Brown. We got in a little tiff when he wrote <laughs> The Pretender. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. That's the third Jackson Brown reference. I'm cutting you off. I love Jackson Brown. Oh, he sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> Do you No, I do really? like Jackson okay, Brown, good. but I just wanted to get a rise out of Luke. <laughs> this uh, L.A. What do you? Uh, yeah, what, I love uh, this song. Uh, this is this is a this great is groove. One I, like the band I, sounds cool. Oh, yeah. This. Yeah. this is the one I would cut. I really? Yeah. Really? Oh, this is my number two. I He's think. always had this. Like with after the Gold Rush, I that like was this about song. the Great Earthquake. I like it, right? And he mentions that all through the song: the earthquake, the cracks under the ground. I just love how the city is smog. I love how it's apocalyptic, but it feels mocking. Like, yeah. don't oh, you also, wish that you, don't the, yeah, don't you wish like, you could be there? The way he says it, he's no, like, I like that. I dig that. Too? I dig that. I like the the mocking sort of vibe of this song. Uh, it's just something it's, about he just fucking hates. LA. I just, li- I think I just like every other song better, and I've heard him ditch on L.A. a lot. He doesn't like L.A. Um, also, I wanted to just quickly say at the end of "Yonder Stands the Sinner," someone says, "I ain't shitting." Which was kind of cool. Like, <laughs> really? Like, yeah, you probably won't be able to even hear it if you yeah. play it. But if you and the, listen, and in the beginning, doesn't someone say this is kind of an experiment? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. I think that's no, his voice. It doesn't sounds sound like. Hold like on, him. I can probably get. It's that. not him. And that was that. You under that's you understand. Yeah, the beginning. Right? Yeah. You understands the center. Play the yeah. beginning and then play the end. See if you can hear the iron shit. Yeah. Gonna be good though. And whose voice is that? Gonna be good though. Who said that? Go back, sorry. Yeah, that's not Neil. That's not Neil. That's neither of those guys are Neil. No, yeah. that guy's going to be good, though. He's definitely one of the Nashville guys. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> also, I don't Maybe think that was, that was a white Keith. guy that said that. No, there, there yeah. definitely was. Really? He did, yeah, I don't think there was any, any black, black guys in the band. Yeah. We don't hear time. race on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Excuse me. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> Co- try to go to the end and see if someone says, I ain't shitting. You might not be able to hear it, but <laughs> if, you're on, yeah, if you're on headphones, <laughs> you can hear it. You didn't hear it. Um, yeah, if you're on, if you have like noise canceling headphones, you can hear it. Hold on, let me turn it way up. I'd fuck the shit out of birds. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> that guy's definitely not black. Uh, ben, <laughs> yeah, he's a hairy back. He's, a hairy back Asian. <laughs> he's one of those hairy half Asian guys. Uh, ben is on vocal too. You can hear Ben on L.A. You uh, really don't ben like this Keith. song. No, I do like it. I never said I didn't like it. I just said it would be the one I cut because I like all the other ones. All right. Wow. You can't do that to me. <laughs> we all have to cut a We're song. We're not at the cut part yet, guys. That's yeah. true. Uh, Neil plays bass on this one, apparently, as really? Joe Yankee. Did you guys see that? No. What? Look it up. Look it up. Neil plays. Wait, what? Uh, it's, uh, he plays bass as an alter ego? That's what it. 
that's what it says. Unless someone was just fucking with. Is the that Wikipedia. what's listed on the album? Yeah. This is his version of maybe, Chris Gaines. Maybe he did that because <laughs> he didn't want to pay Tim Drummond. Could be. Oh yeah. Could be. Because that the whole thing was going on. I mean, they bitched about that through the whole tour. So maybe yeah, he did yeah. a sneaky way of. You guys, like, Neil was a total dick to the I, band yeah. on this tour. If you read stories, not just the separate floor thing, but they would have like a band meeting yeah, but he after also paid every them show. Yeah, like half a million dollars. That's true. But so fucking shut up. So one night after a show, yeah, he would still. say, you guys are getting too loose out there. I want you to keep it short and tight. And so they would. And then the next night he would say, you guys are, are keeping it too short and tight. You got to loosen up and let it go a little bit. And so they jam. And then he, that night he'd be like, you guys like are totally losing control out there. You got to rein it in a little bit. It, it, it was, and then at one point, I think it was Tim Drummond who said, "Why don't you just make a tape of both of those things, and we'll, you know, let us know what side to play yeah. after every show each night?" Because it, it, he was back and forth every night. He really like tortured these guys about their playing. That's yeah. why Jack Nietzsche was so drunk, because this is at the point where he was getting sick of Neil's shit. I know, you but know. I mean, I you don't know. Sounds like gonna, he runs I'm a radio station. I'm going to be an apologist. It, right? <laughs> huh? Yeah? Yeah. Exactly. Hey, save it's it for very familiar to Josh and I. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be the Neil Defender here and just, he just, his bet, he thinks he just killed his best friend. Right. Yeah, yeah but no, then, I understand and then, that, And then Russ. all the guys were like, hey, pay us half a million dollars. And he did. And he was also about to get broken up with again, right? And then... There's well, just, that, he was he going would, through a yeah, lot of shit. He was going through shit. a lot. And this was a huge pressure. He'd never done a tour like this before where it was arenas with 20,000 people And everyone's in it. yelling at him to and play the And it was the, the longest tour know. he had to do. Right. Yeah, everyone's yelling it. at these songs he doesn't want to play. Say Hot it. pockets. You know. And, uh, <laughs> but I agree, Russ. But he, he can't deny Mike, it. He was torturing. Say Heart of Gold. Please say it. Heart of Gold. That doesn't work anymore. No. God's pissed at us because we're talking about Yonder Stands the Center. Silent treatment. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm not. You're I take right, all that to account. Up, but, but, it can't, a it, but a lot of band leaders as, have done that throughout the years. I yeah, mean, that's James true. James Brown that doesn't, is known for that. Yes. Oh, James Brown was yeah, terrible was to like his the, band. The he docked them the for being for, two minutes late. You know who else was uh, was really was a big dick? Was um, fucking ah uh, shit. Ross from Town Meeting. Levon no. Helm. No, not Levon. Uh, but the other drummer, I just completely drawn a blank on his name, even though. Um. Fuck. I'm sure Levon say wasn't a saint. and then I'll think of it. But what are we you just here? We just here to just say stuff to fill in time for no, you to find your thing. Keep talking about what you're talking about. Well, we were talking about what drummer was a dick. <laughs> we're Buddy Rich. Oh yeah, well, Buddy Rich. Yeah, Buddy Rich. It was a big dick band leader. He took a lot of speed too, didn't he? That kind of contributes to that. Yeah. So you got to mix in all the booze and yeah. the drugs. I mean, apparently it was all weed and cocaine and tequila. They had this like hookah. That they would keep on their, they had a private plane they would fly on from city to city, and they had a, a giant hookah that they powered with an aquarium pump oh, they called geez. Big Red. And they would load like this killer, killer fucking weed Jesus. into it, and they call it circling the wagons. And they'd get around the hookah, because, you know, hookah's got all, it can have like multiple pipes, and, and they'd all just like create a cloud so thick that they couldn't see in a small private plane. The pilot had to close the door to the cockpit because he felt he was starting to get high. That's how much smoke was going on in there. See, so, you, know, you add all that where, into the mix. But it sounds like it should be a wicked fun tour, but the stress of it and all the shit. Like, and also, you can appreciate his music and recognize he's probably not the easiest dude to be in a band with. I mean, given everything we've talked about up to this point, like he's 
He sounds like he's kind of a dick sometimes. Well, yeah, the pressure came out, you know, and it's like he had to, he had to, what's the word, um, compartmentalize yeah. the yeah. Danny Witten thing. Right. You know, so it's like he felt responsible for this, his, like one of his best friends in the world's di- world dying. So he had to kind of shove that in until the end of this tour and then every night go out and do it for real. Yeah. And deal with everything else. You know, so it, it was, but it, it to me, it sounds like they're having a blast. Like you say, there are moments for sure. Yeah, that like it sounds like they're having a lot of fun while they're playing. You know, I think a, some of that is they're just they're getting that out on the on the stage. All that bullshit. They're just getting it out, and they're also realizing these are some of the biggest crowds they've ever played in front right. of. So they they they're giving the audience some fun too and the I audience think. is into it it's funny yeah. to me too how much neil hates this album because this was i read this got they sold out of all their copies and it got pirated like crazy well because that's because he didn't release it on cd yeah neil oh, really? neil like yeah, told he, them to let it just let, let it, it go out of print yeah he didn't want it and then there had to be some kind of like petition that went around for warner brothers to release it on cd and and like Neil just totally disowned this album, mm-hmm. but I can I can understand that because this was a really tough time for him. Sure. So every time he probably heard it or heard someone mention it, all he could think about was Danny dying, yeah, just right. marriage back, breaking up, brings back all or he, the band, shit. you know, yeah. in, in or total. He, we you know, hear insurrection. A, we hear a way he's singing it, but then he maybe he's kind of just going through the motions, and he can hear that where other people can't. Do, you know, does that make right. sense? No, like, totally. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense, and I I don't think he he cared if if like like people love the album just to him it was a document of a terrible time that he doesn't want to be reminded of ever he doesn't need to be reminded of like it already still hurts so i don't need to people i don't need people saying oh you should put time fades away out on cd and he's just like oh shit you know i just he just wants all that comes back he wants it to fade away right exactly he wants wants that part to fade fade away away. yeah Yeah. how about the how about the line um will i finally be heard by you in la Hmm. He says, "Well, it's it, he goes he's, to the chorus, and then at the end there, he says, well, no, not the chorus. He says, when the suppers are planned and the freeways are crammed and the mountains erupt and the valley is sucked into cracks in the earth, will I finally be heard yeah. by you? He's just saying when sh- when all the shit finally breaks when down. When everything goes away, when time fades away, yeah. will will you then hear what I'm trying well, to I think he's just say. talking about kind of the... Bo- also, L.A. He, is such a fucking... That's what he's saying. Maybe he's saying city, right? L.A. will never hear him yeah. right? because the world will end. Yeah, and but, I think he's know, saying like all this shit can be crumbling around them, and they're still going to kind of go about their pretentious Hollywood. They're ways. still going to care about how their hair looks, right? Even right. though they're on a fucking, you know, they're going to erupt and crack and right, right fall into yeah. the ocean. At but any they're second, still yeah. like, how am I going to get my? And they're ball? still uptight, city in the Here's smog. my headshot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. There's yeah, exactly. Still and playing hey, the don't game. Don't you wish that you could be there too? Because everyone, yeah. <laughs> I love. That's I, right. just, yeah. I just yeah. love how he sings that. It's so play it if you want. But then we should move on to the next one. I'll just play that one. I like seeing Josh bob along every time we play a Neil song, though. It's just like so mock. It's like, don't you wish you could be here, too? I don't know. Yeah. Kind of like when you make fun of a postcard. Yeah. Wishing you were here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Greetings from Des Moines. I didn't invite you. (laughs) (laughs) Avoid this area. Love in mind. Uh, Love this one, man. He had said... uh, Yeah, what did he say about this? I'm curious. I'm uh, trying to figure out if it was from an interview. He said he used to talk to this, this girl while he was on the road. Oh, just over the phone. He never actually met her, but somehow they hooked up on the phone. And after he'd hang up with her, he'd talk to her like well into the night. After he'd hang up with her, he'd feel really good. Like he was in love with this girl that he never met. I just blew a huge load. I thought we he was weren't sliding. <laughs> he was sliding into DMs before that was a thing, yeah, huh? right? Yeah, he was. Right. Dude, he's yeah. the OG. I just saw this. Uh, the it's been 50 years since Ohio was released, and there was this Esquire article about how Neil changed like the future of protest songs with that, which is pretty cool. That was like 50 years ago, I guess, yeah. yesterday or something. That was one of those instant yeah protest songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he said that's 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 where this song that's where particular? this particular okay. inspiration came from. But I get that. And he also said he wrote it in while he was in Buffalo Springfield. Oh, okay. So he was, this is the w- uh, one song on this album that is, isn't from this tour, right? This is from like 1971. Yeah. I think. yeah. Oh, so it's not from this. It's from two years before. I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. That's what I read. But it's it's still live. I do like. I um, wish it was longer, but. On the back of the know. album this cover. The, oh, of course you have the vinyl. Here, yeah, can dude, I see yeah. that? But he's yeah. got he just has the songs and then he's got it written where. Should we also talk about recorded? all of the like album art for each album too? Because uh, this one's cool. With we the have a little bit. Let's it's do it. After, the, we're almost yeah. done with the all right, songs. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do, do it after the song. Um, I do love these lyrics. Yeah. Fucking, they wreck me. There's something about this song in particular and the and the vibe and maybe it's because it's from a different time. I don't know, but it just feels like he's second guessing himself to me. I don't know. It's a Neil Love song, like, yeah. I love you, but I'm afraid to move yeah. on because I'm going to get hurt or I might hurt you because yeah, I suck at relationships. But I don't know. Yeah. With love in mind? A little bit. Yeah. Or more like he's I think feeling... that's the bridge. I think yeah, that's the... more the bridge. To me, they're very similar. I think the bridge goes beyond a relationship. I think a br- the bridge is about maybe him and other this relationships other than love. This song's really short. Yeah. Woke, woke up this morning with love in mind. It was raining outside, but love still shined. Kept me warm till my plane touched the sky. And I've seen love make a fool of man. He tried to make a loser win, but I've got nothing to lose. I can't get back again. Man-made rules, been holding back my love. Can't hold it back no more. Church is long, preach sex is wrong. Jesus, where is nature gone? What am I doing here? What am I doing here? What am I doing here? And then he repeats the first verse. Yeah. And... Something about the way he repeats "What am I doing here?" just fucks me up. He's Especially probably, after those lines, I'm like that. I feel like it's me. He probably, like, it's probably sincere. Like, what am I? Like, what am I doing yeah. here? Literally, what yes. am I doing here? Doing this. Yeah, yeah. And he says right the way now. he says it each time. Just yeah, the why way am he I not? That. It's either why why am I not like back on the ranch or why am I not with this girl? Yeah. Right. You know, like why I'm in a plane, but I, I feel so great after talking to well, this girl says, all make, night and he, and, and he says, I've seen love make a fool of man. He tried to make a loser win. It feels like he's facing a little bit of temptation. And, he's and, just I, and I've gotten justified. But I've mind. got nothing to lose. I can't get back again. That's fucking. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. But yeah. there's a part of that there for sure. Because if it's Dern's, uh, whatever. Yeah. 
It's Neil. I don't even know which marriage he was on at this point. <laughs> Fucking Neil. Fucking Neil. Man. Fucking Neil, man. I, and I just, to me, because I grew up in the church and I was, it was so drilled into me that sex was wrong, premarital sex, and and you know, like, just anything to do with being in touch with your sexuality was so shunned and so shame ridden and guilt and fear and like I, I just love how he does that and then go into the what am i doing here and then he, and then he goes it's a classic starting with one line and ending the song with the same line but it it it's it means something different yeah, by the end of the song yeah for me yeah. it this to me might be my favorite off the record because wow. oh, and wow. i'm aware that it's because it speaks to me personally well that's then the, rightly so this yeah. is your favorite song yeah that's what it's all about oh and then i love the sound at the very end he's like you you can hear him stepping off of the verb pedal it's cool i notice a lot of that shit you guys listen so fucking closely i do <laughs> <laughs> did you notice he he blinked a few extra times in that song <laughs> not in that one you can't uh, you can't do that with a 21 pilots album josh <laughs> yeah. or chili peppers <laughs> try and break down those lyrics <laughs> yeah well, I got to, got to give it to you. Oh, I like Bob Marley away. was a poet and a prophet. Bob Marley taught me how to off it. That's a good line. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, I like that one. All right, don't be denied. <laughs> yeah, don't be denied. Yeah, let's get on to don't be denied. Um, my, this is my favorite song. On the 100% album. my favorite song. Yeah. This might yeah. be, it's I don't know how this there. wasn't a hit, or was it? I don't think it, I don't think there were no hits off this album. I this there was did, no. Hits, I don't even but think this, this is the one I rec- the like the the sound of the guitars because I had never really fully listened to this album only like once a while ago, and this was the one song where I was like I recognize. There's I something recognizable this about this. Tune. But I love this song. This song didn't. This album didn't even break the top 100. No, there were Some, no hits off this album. Something about the like yeah. Can you play very, this one? Yeah, it's just this t- the tone. It's like the song kicks ass. I feel like people have stolen that tone. He might have stolen it himself. Love it. When I was a young boy, just you know what I mean about that. And then later, when he goes harder with it, yeah. I well, love this song. I love again. This is the song he wrote the day after Danny Witten died, which makes it even crazier to me. Right, it's an which, incredible which, riff too. That, the, yeah. just the way the, uh, yeah. Continue. But it's it's again, it's that whole the shock and the trauma of Danny Witten dying and him going right to when it was simpler. Yeah, when I was growing up in Canada, just kind of like going but like it's like i just want to go home yeah you know I'm things also, are, well this so. is like like you were saying this is true this is very all autobiographical the way through. it's an yeah. autobiographical and this is the part of shaky that i'm in too when he talks about white bucks on my feet yeah like, right. and his dad le- his, his dad leaving and yeah. everything and his mom yeah had it's his, it's basically the story from when he started up until present day yeah which and he's telling his friend you know he has that friend that played guitar Do we know they who started that was? the band i think it's him really really yeah i think he's talking to his himself if he had stayed in canada i thought it was the guy that remember there was a guy who he played with in his little band the ad and then he fired him right away but he st- he still stayed friends with him 
Yeah. And like to this day, like he'll write hand write he, like he hand wrote him a letter when his mo- the guy's mother maybe, passed away. Maybe maybe that's him though. Or, I, it, yeah. could, it could be either. Yeah. I mean, this song is pretty direct. So I don't yeah. know. There's there's very I don't think there's a lot of metaphors in here until no. you get to the last verse. Yeah. You know when he talks about golden you know, sound and all the that glitters is the gold, yeah, and yeah. I'm a millionaire through a businessman's eyes. Oh my god! I also really you know, like that's how- him talking about harvest has fucked up my life. Yeah, yeah. I lost my friend. The I can't trust sound. anybody. And then when, you know, he, when and he's- I'm making money for all these other guys, and they want me to do the same thing over yeah. and over again. And then and- when when he screams out at that part, "Oh, friend of mine, don't be denied!" It's right. like holy shit. He's this talking to himself. Ass. He's talking. Yeah. To- He's talking to himself and anyone else like it, Or he's him talking to Danny, too. Way. I don't, in yeah, a way, it's for like sure. they yeah. could be talking well, about again, Danny. Well, again, it can go back to that line from Are You Ready for the Country? You know, yeah. tell your story before it's time yeah, to go. Don't be denied. You've got your story so to the, tell. The, and also that theme of time coming back here with literally he's taken us on that journey through the past. Yeah. I, I also love that. I love a song that's so s- musically simple. Well, yeah, the riff, the simple. riff. It's so this is a, it's just a two chord song. And the riff you know what I mean? sings here. Yeah. He he like takes the break and then goes into the uh, he he does the drove out to Winnipeg and then yeah. and then when we got to Winnipeg, yeah. I love that. It's you it, can just you can see him furiously like, writing is the another song, like, line. Yeah, that riff is another line. To me, this is the kind of song that you know, you know, Russ. When you're like, you go through months and you struggle and you put a line down and then you erase it and then you can't stick with anything. But then one day you're just sitting there and a song just fucking spills out. Yeah, that's this song. And now knowing that he wrote this the day after Danny, he just it must have just fucking <coughs> spilled out of him. And he was then, he was probably like just. Bless you. Sitting there going, God, I remember when I was in school. Yeah. And I was getting the shit kicked out of me. But you know what? I'd, I'd love to go back well, to that Well, is this time. one of the first, like, fuck the haters, don't let the bastards get you down songs? A little bit, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a vibe. Like, this is there. kind of a fuck yeah. the bullies sort of a song, isn't right. it? Yeah. What do don't, you, don't let anything keep you from your passion, even if it's not perfect, if it's real, do that's it. That's the golden rule. Don't yeah. let anyone deny you. About. You yeah. know, believe in yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, how play it applies for the big wigs, but get paid. Don't get, get denied. Right. Do it. Yeah. You know? Do your do your fucking thing in totally. all those different situations. I just lo- I just love this song. I want to start covering this song. Ben singing again in this. Uh, Jack's playing piano and singing mm-hmm. in this. Ben comes in strong with a cool steel thing because he's not in the top of the song, and then he comes in around uh, verse two, around two minutes in. Right when he says guitar, too. It's such a sweet touch. Oh, yeah. But that first note when he came, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it makes it like it's another singer. Yes, totally. Hey, can you go to the last verse when he talks about finally making it? really 
emphasizing that point yeah. after saying, look, I've made it, but, you know. And he brings that uh, the sort of vibe of, because in one of those first verses, he talks about learning the golden rule. Imagine, There's a lot of gold in here. Can you imagine Crazy and, Horse and, and playing like this said, song? The, yeah, Crazy Horse would be awesome on this. Yeah, they would nail that tune. Doesn't I'm he say? Yeah, what I'm does not he saying say? that he they aren't. Still, still he plays. says, "I wore my bucks on my feet when I learned the golden rule." And, but but then he says, "The punches came fast and hard, lying on my back in the schoolyard." So that's the golden rule. Like, yeah, you know, take your not take your punches, but don't don't give up on yourself. Wear those fucking bucks. Yeah, wear the bucks. Yeah. You know, get up off the ground, wear them back to school the next day. You know, so for, don't be denied. But then at the end, he says, "All that glitters isn't gold." Well, that's because he's made it. And he's I've talking no, yeah, about. And I know you've heard that story. It's like told. I'm here right now. What, and I'm this, a pauper in a, in a naked disguise. What does that line mean to you? That he's, um, he's like a, a exposed nerve. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he. And he's, he's still a pauper. He's rich, right? Right. He's rich, but he's not like he moved out of that. Like he moved to the ranch to get away from that whole lifestyle. Yeah. You know, so he's like he's living like a pauper. He dresses like a pauper. Yeah. But like now he's in front of ever, more people than ever. Right. Oh, man. You I know, with Harvest, you know, he's he's exposed to a whole new more millions and millions of more people. Yeah. So he can't really hide a millionaire too much. through a businessman's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like he's making money for the uh, man. That's like don't that be line. Denied. Don't fucking give up. That's Josh like that Dolan. line. And um, keep doing what you do, Josh. I in, give up. Shine last, bright uh, like a fucking. <laughs> Diamond. Neil Young. <laughs> like in Last Trip to, to Tulsa. What did he say? He's like, um, I was a folk singer. Yeah. Making uh, managers. Making managers. Uh, rich or, uh, or keeping managers. Keeping managers alive. Yeah, keeping managers yeah. alive. Yeah. You know, stuff that, like that. That vibe. Totally. Yeah. Oh, man. Love yeah, it. Let's, let's go on to the bridge. Let's take it to the bridge. I like the bridge. This I, was based on a poet by a guy from Ohio. Who has an interesting story himself? His name uh, was Hart Crane, who was apparently a tremendous That's alcoholic. A hell of a name. Every was, poet is. He's from Ohio. He committed suicide by jumping off a ship in the Caribbean after spending some time in Mexico. Jeez. Huh? Right. Wait, this is who this is about? <laughs> no, no. He ba- he wrote a poem. This guy wrote a poem called "The Bridge," oh. which is uh, about the myth of America and. No, like Christopher, it includes like Christopher Columbus and Rip Van Winkle and, you know, all these American stories in it. And he read the bridge when he was uh, staying in London in 71. And so this is basically what the song is. It's supposedly what he based or he got the idea for the song from. This one, I like it. I think this would be my cut song. Anything. We have stopped the think? podcast to cater to Josh Dolan's beverage Screeching needs. Holt. Screeching Holt? What the hell's wrong with me? I should stop drinking now. <laughs> no, no, keep going. <laughs> Don't be denied. That's a good... Oh, that's actually... That's, that's, a, that's a very that's a really good, good one. one yeah. yeah. It's not too strong. Juicy ass. That's right. You've got a juicy ass. Put it in your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flying monkeys. So you said this would be your cut? Mm. Yeah. I just can't talk? <laughs> <laughs> My brain is a noodle. <laughs> oh, I didn't know which Live. one that was. He's playing the hits. Which one? <laughs> He's playing the hits. Uh, Gotta give the people what noodle. they want. No, Two so- brain is a noodle. <laughs> 
no, we were probably just talking about radio. This one, this one, or so, th- so love in mind. This one, one, or this one, or love in mind for you guys. For what? Which do you prefer, love in mind or this one? I go back and forth. Love in mind for That's me is tough. definitely better. I like. Well, I think. I, I think I like this one better. I think I like this one a little bit yeah. better. Wow. This is again a gorgeous melody. I, just, I, I really like this melody, and I love the harp and piano. The harp is points great. for that on this one. It, this to me is another. It's relatable lyrics, heartbreaking sort of energy. It's another gorgeous take on breakup song slash like reconnecting. I, I agree with Mike though. I think this is more than just a breakup. more than just this that. Feels, this yeah, feels for sure. On a, yeah, on a like broader. this. Like this line. The the bridge was falling down, and that took a lot of lies, and it made me lonely. Mm. Yeah. Now, does that mean, is that him talking about a relationship or is that him talking about, I'm getting out of L.A., I'm getting out of Topanga, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of, of playing the game, but it's, it's made me an outsider, it's made me lonely. But I love how in the end, the, the way he sings that line in the end, the bridge uh, will build. We'll build it now, but it may take a lot of it time. It may take a lot of time. I mean, he says that in the beginning, but le- just like you said with, um, what did you say? How love in mind? Right. Yeah. It just it how ends it in a completely different back, yeah. tone. I also really like, and I agree that the end it's it's got a be- it's a different feel. Yeah. Um, I like the way he just because that first verse, the bridge will build it now, but it may take a lot of time, and it may be lonely, but ooh baby, ooh baby, just the way that that it, it's not complete. Can isolate that. He Don't just worry. he just <laughs> says nice. ooh baby twice, as part of the song, as a right. part of the verse. It goes back to what we were saying before of him adding just sounds and breaths and shit like <laughs> and scone chomps. You That's know? right, <laughs> scone chomps. That's a great name for scone a chomsky. That sounds like like an old man. That's, <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, very good. Jeez, uh, this yeah. I don't, I don't have much more on this one. I don't know. If you guys do. I like it. I like it a lot. I I, yeah, I I would cool. prefer this. As opposed to the it's other weird. This Pete, one was know, stuck the, in my head today. The ballad. Same. It's just the, the, the only reason, that, like I said before, the only reason I think that I prefer Love and Mine is just it hits me personally deeper. Well, see, that's, again, so. Russ, I can't judge that yeah. because, you know. You fucking better not. Uh, <laughs> I'll you judge more you. I think scones? you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Josh comes in <laughs> with a hot take. Josh's take. No. <laughs> It hits me like that fucking voice. Yeah, you guys both get fucked up by oh that voice. Oh, my voice. God. It's All the right. last dance. All right. Play the top of this one, please. Please. Oh, please. It's the last dance. It's the last It's always dance. good when they tell you the name of the song right at the beginning of it. It helps. It goes a little something like this. <laughs> so this I love one, this song. This one has the guitar solo advantage. This one is the one song on the album where you get a lot of and it has the cool breaks in it so was this ever a buffalo springfield or csny tune because it's got that vibe yeah not that i could see i don't think so yeah not that i've got that graham and uh crosby are both on this song live it's got a and they're both playing guitar on it too well that's csm that's why it's got that heavy heavy sludgy groove because they're both also on guitar so you've got three guitars that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say you have a lot of i wrote that down yeah there's a lot of guitars on this because you've got bell uh sorry you got ben yeah i was gonna say there's a swell a nice ben swell at the top of this song 
Right there, you hear it? It's even earlier. You can hear them start to swell in. So you've got all those guys on guitar, right. and you've got Ben Keith playing the lap steel. I want to hear all of them singing, too. Just go later in the song. It's like you can live your own life part. Because you can really hear those vocal, those guys. Especially when they say laughing, that's super like Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young. Yeah. That, this is that a good on-the-road, I'm-doing-my-own-thing song. This song feels like the tour that this album was recorded on. It feels like, because he's talking about you, you can do your own thing, but he's also talking about how it's work. You know what I mean? It's just Yeah, like he the, is. He's kind of like, there's that wake up, it's Monday morning, you got to yeah. go to work kind of thing, and then it's like, or you can lay back. And just do what you want, and laugh, and and dance, yeah, and whatever. So it's kind of like that. I love this. It's kind of like the the hippie, living the hippie life. You can live in a van and stuff, but eventually, you know, you're gonna have to get some kind of job, or something. This is him saying, "Get a job, hippies." Again, we go back to time here, the theme of time. It's, uh, wake up! It's a Monday morning. No time left to say goodbye. Can't breathe, and the lights are changing. You can live your own life making it happen, working on your own time, laid back and laughing. But then he says, oh, no, oh, no. One of my favorite parts of this song, too, is how the audience thinks that the song is ended at the end. And then yeah, he like just that. says, oh, no, like a ton <laughs> yeah, of fucking right. time. No, yes. no, no. And then they all yeah. join in. And then, like, like he, they're all saying, oh, no. And then you hear the other guys, probably like Nash and Crosby are being like, sing, sing. And they're all saying telling everybody to sing along with the oh no at the end and then yeah they're all singing it and then you hear neil start to say that he says instead of oh no anymore he starts saying negative i don't know if you guys noticed that no at the end he says negative negative can you go to the end very end you hear it yeah and then i love the way it ends with the he goes back to that again Scones. Jim Gaffigan. I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> is that a new one? Oh, is that you right now? That wasn't me right now. Oh, I have shit. no idea wow. what I need to go to the doctor for. It's been a while. I, I think that's, that's what the wake up, else. wake up means. It's like, yeah. wake up, wake it's time up. to wake up. A part you of know, this the, the 60s are over. Yeah. You know, people the are The sun like, has been up for hours. It's right. time to wake the fuck up, people. Well, it's like, wake up because Jimi Hendrix just died, and Janis Joplin just died, and Jim Morrison just died, and Danny Witten died, you know, and Bruce Barry died. And, you know, Danny Witten. People got shot, in, or some guy got stabbed at Altamont. You know, people got shot at Kent State. The 60s are over. You know, the, now it's the like the government put an end to it. Right now, it's the come down. You know, this is like, let it go, Luke. I didn't say anything. You looked at me. Yeah, don't twinkle even. Come on, I was on a, a roll. Really? I, I didn't do. Don't look You're at me. You're gonna inject your I, semen into this? <laughs> Saving. You know, that. so this is like this is him saying, okay, the '60s are over. Now we gotta we gotta Just figure out what we're gonna la- do now. Yeah, I agree, because that whole last thing, it's so, it's. 
so drawn out. It's he's it's so real. Mm-hmm. That verse could be really short, but he may, he's even when you read it, it's you wake up in the morning and the sun's coming up. It's been up for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. It's yeah. been up for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it's over. Whatever you think, this is the last Whatever dance. you think is real, it it's not. Right. Whatever you thought you were gonna get, you're not. Yeah. You know. See, now I wanted to bring up Homegrown here because I think this song musically is very similar to Vacancy hmm. off of Homegrown. Okay. It yeah. has a couple of the same couple of same riffs, same grooves. Okay. I feel like the energy's higher on this one. Yeah, well this is live. It's live, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I know what you're saying. You, you, you hear it? Yeah. I when you I'd have to I'm gonna have to listen to Vacancy. Yeah, a listen few to more Vacancy, times. yeah. And but and I'll keep I'll keep that in mind for sure. I just, I, I just can I just uh, say what Jack Nietzsche said yeah, about course. when they played this song because it was always very long because Neil would do guitar solos in it. I love uh, the I love the solos in this. Well, Jack way. Nietzsche did not. Yeah, of course, he said, "quote Everyone in the band was bored to death with those terrible guitar solos." He would turn and face the band with his stupid grimace while he was playing. What a dick! And I would nearly roll on the stage <laughs> laughing. Yeah, because you were drunk out of your he fucking was ass. Drunk. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Keep in mind, he was the drunkest guy in the band. Fuck and that's you, saying Jack a lot, Nietzsche. you know. Fuck you, Jack Nietzsche. Hates Crazy Horse. Really, I can pull it up. I got vacancy on. Yeah, there you go. Oh, can you just pull shit up right on Spotify? I guess I can. Oh. So this is from Homegrown. I don't know. Yeah. It's got that CSNY vocally yeah. thing too. I see what you're saying though. Yeah. yeah. I really love the the I really like the breakdowns and the changes in Last Dance a yeah. lot. I really like that shit. You listen to this album, the heavy stuff. Yeah. It really was the music Again, imagine itself. this with Crazy Horse. Has he done this with Crazy Horse? Do you know? I'm sure he's done some of these songs. Okay. With, I know he's done Don't Be Denied with Crazy Horse because okay. he keep, he kept playing the song. He kept Don't Be Denied in his set even though he didn't I, like this album. Yeah. But he kept that song in the set for, for a long, long time. I can't believe I've never heard that song. I think that yeah. this album, I mean, if you listen to this album, you know, it, this is like if you, the heaviness, and the, the heavy parts, it's totally like, you know, it's the precursor of grunge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, did you read though what um, the guy who wrote Shaky, Jimmy, what he said? He said it's the worst guitar playing in Neil's career was on this. Yeah, I, d- I remember that. It's just weird. I know. And I it's I, I have I to agree. say, it's not the best. Yeah, it's not the it's best. It's not his best guitar This is like playing. the one song on the album where you really he- hear it, right. like, a lot. And it's yeah, not he, bad to he me. Doesn't yeah, really, I like it. It's, there's not really a lot of solos on it. No, there's not, no, there's not, not a lot of solos Now, if he was with album. Crazy Horse, there probably there was these, also, this would be a double album. Yeah. Oh, totally. This album, Time Fades Away, there was an acoustic set before and then the band came out. Oh, really? Oh, so he was doing that back then. So some of that stuff was happening rust. where he just did play piano or uh, you know piano harp or whatever. Okay. So that he did an acoustic set and then the band would come out. So I think a lot of the well, except for Love in Mind because that was from a former time. Well, just the two other that ones. Though. So the two other ones were from those sections of the set. I also read that they, there was supposed to be a Time Fades Away two that never. Oh, happened. really? I didn't see that. And then it, and then he said when Tuscaloosa came out, that was like. Yeah, that he, was the same tour. He said that's the closest you're going to get to Time Fades Away, too. Yeah, same so. tour. That's great. I don't know if you guys listen to Tuscaloosa. I, I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Because he does I, stuff I, off I of did a while the ago, Gold but, Rush, but, uh, and you can hear the oh, live really? stuff. Yeah, that, that, the, how he does it live. And, okay. Um, I, it's, I, it's great. 
I got a, I, a while ago, but it, I don't. I'd have to check it out again. I kind of like that it's um, Johnny on this album for the drums. Johnny Barbados. I don't oh, know. Barbado or Barbados. The drummers have a name like Kenny. Kenny Buttry. Buttry or something. Um, you know, Kenny, album, Kenny Buttry would play. <laughs> Kenny Buttry, Neil kept telling him to play harder and harder. This is partially why he left. And he, he just couldn't do it. And every town he would go to, he would switch skins for, like, his snare. He would get bigger and bigger sticks. He got to a, a store somewhere in the Midwest at one point, and the guy says, Son, if if you had bigger sticks, they'd have bark on them, <laughs> you know. And he and at one point, Neil was so frustrated with his drumming during a sound check that he just went up, grabbed a drumstick out of his hand, and stabbed it right through his snare drum. Neil did. Neil did. Yeah. See, Neil yeah. was kind of a dick. Yeah, man. I'm saying, man, Neil was really harsh on the band only here. A kids only kind of short only because there's a lot time, going on. Though. Yeah, only there was a lot time. going. There was a lot and, going and correct on. Correct me, I mean, unless he's a dick throughout his whole career. I don't know. We'll we haven't got there yet, but I I feel like it's just this time. Well, there was like you said, you know, it, a lot of what was going on can be attributed to that. Yeah, there was a lot of stress. So I, I just to mention some of the other guys because the, the you know the big names here with like Crosby and Nash are in mm-hmm. here, and then we talked about Nietzsche way too much. Ben Keith, I will always <laughs> talk about is, because I love we both of us were right fan girling over yeah. Ben Keith, and it, in this album he he's a he's a big. Uh, and you uh, hear a totally a different plus. style. To- and I love it. He's yeah. Real. He can really let He's, loose. Yeah. And I actually wrote that I feel like if anything, of all the negativity from this tour, and I don't know what it says in the book or anything, Shu, but mm-hmm. maybe unless you know otherwise or Ben writes otherwise or there's quotes from Ben, I think this is a part of where maybe Neil and Ben had a little bit of built a bond and maybe that Absolutely. was a positive element from this tour. Neil loved Ben Keith. I he think, kept him I think he kept playing making music yeah. with him until Ben's death. Yeah. Ben is dead, right? I don't know. Let me, let I don't think check. so. Sure but at the break them. at the breakdown in this song, <laughs> at one at one of those breakdowns in here, you can hear him and Ben just start to interact together and it's just awesome. Yeah. It, they just interact so well together. And uh, I, they I don't probably know. closed with this song. They did, yeah. So that you can feel like there's that you know the relief of the, your last song too. Yeah, like you can kind of let it all out and just yeah, absolutely do yeah. your shit. Yeah, Ben died uh, ten years ago. Ten years ago, okay. Yeah. Rip Ben. But the other other drummer, the one who took over for Kenny, was Johnny Barbada, Barbadas or Barbados. Something. But his drums are great on this album. Yeah, He's he was a great uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Yep, drummer. Yep, that's right. And, so he uh, was he was more used to playing playing live. with those guys. Yeah. yeah, he was used to it. Probably those big arenas, right. all that shit. His cymbals, in particular, in this song are cool. I know that's just a drummer a thing, dorky but, drummer thing. But say. after the breakdown, <laughs> there's a part. I won't even have you go to it because no one's gonna give a fuck. But oh, this one sounds like a Zildjian. He uh, does some really cool <laughs> Zildjian, but he does a lot of cool shit with the cymbals on this one. Fucking Sabians. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> we anyway. actually all know a decent amount of symbols for some reason. Yeah, you just know the two major brands. Name another one. I'm Paste. endorsed by Pasty. Yeah. <laughs> Not the symbol, just my skin. <laughs> um, I like I like this album. Not my favorite. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really a huge live album guy, though. I think. See, I I, I love this. I only like I said. I only listened to this album a couple of times before this, and then once I dove deep into it, I love it so much. I think it's like a, it's just a great 
driving album. It's a great drinking album. It's got that bar band feel sure. where they're just hammering it out. And I'm sure that's because of what was going on yeah. at the time. But it doesn't sound like they're playing in an arena to me. It sounds great. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I listened to it at work. I was painting, and I had on, like, head noise-canceling headphones. And I just played it over and over again. And the more I listened to it, the more I dug it. Yeah. I really Do you rank it... it um, like, would you put it above any of the fir- the previous mm, four? No. I would put it above the debut album. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's a tough, toughie. You know as, what? As, as an album. You know what? As an album. As an album, I might do that, too. As an album. I might, man. I keep going Peer to that pressure. first album, even though I'm not a big fan of it. Old Laughing Lady is oh, such tough. a great yeah. recording. Yeah. Yeah. It is so, it's one of his best. That's be- Jack finest. Nietzsche's best work. It is. It really is. <laughs> you know what? Let's it's get back Jack, into the first album. Let's, let's do it right now. Let's, let's talk about the first album. album. Josh, you down to go? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Josh is you want to talk right, Star right, Wars after, too? If it wasn't for that first album, we wouldn't have the Neil we have today. I believe yes, like, everything yeah. after that was a reaction yeah. to like, yeah. I really didn't like this experience, so I'm not yeah. never going to go there again. So I got to give credit to that first album. But I... As as like as an album, I would keep going back to from Neil. I'd go back to this way more than I'd go back to the debut. What's album. your top three? What, I was oh. gonna say, let's do top three on this. Or, are you, are you talking about songs or out? sorry? What were you, you go first, about? Russ? The, of this album, yeah. Uh, okay, it would be. Yonder stands the sinner. Don't be denied, love in mind, and love in mind only because, I, like I said a million times, personally. Okay. You want me to go? You want to go? No, you go. Okay. I'd say uh, number three would be Yonder Stands the Center, Time Fades Away, number two, and Don't Be Denied, number one. Okay. Cool. I like that. We all have very different ones because I go um, L.A. is my number three. Wow. Really? Yeah. I really like that song, too. I I do, too. I do, too. I just, I I just, I love the sarcastic, you know, don't you want to be just. It's just like a good it's a great. It's got tune. a good groove. I like the. I like the low part. You know the low parts. And it's yeah, it's very a great dynamic. song. Awesome yeah. song. Last dance is my two, and then don't. Last be dance was my. my last dance was my. It was tied. It it was almost my three. If I had to cut one, I think I would cut, probably love in mind. Weirdly, yeah, enough. I understand. It's just for me. I really it just fucks me up. I Listen, like I might have to cut love in mind too. Yeah, I get it. It's all good. Russ getting all he's getting all he's trying not to but he's kind of he's kind of pissed about you it want a, a little scone, bit buddy? <laughs> I do I'm gonna finish that scone we're off the mic eat your I'm feelings because I'm not a fucking I animal do. it works for me it's better than heroin <laughs> the scones every just yeah. food in general it's better for you um this one is shorter than our last one which is an improvement but we're still over two hours uh any closing thoughts Josh on sitting on here while we did away. this uh, my favorite's probably L.A. because it's a good answer to Randy Newman's song, L.A. Where <laughs> well, Randy Newman was answering Neil. Oh. Neil was ranking on L.A., but Randy Newman was like, hey, Neil Young, fuck you. I love L.A. Randy Newman. Was it really an answer to Neil Young? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should have. Oh, you <laughs> sold it. Yeah, I should have fucked that. with him, dude. Come on. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was I so ready like to hop in, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... <laughs> No, this was good. I'm excited for On the Beach. That'll be I'm it. so fucking excited. Yeah. It might be one of my favorites. I've I also before, but. am not allowing myself to listen to any other. Like, I'm not allowing myself to listen to the next album until we finish this. So, like, this is it's kind of nice. It's kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. So. Well, did you guys see the article, speaking of On the Beach, that I posted on the Facebook page? Oh, I did yeah. see that, dude. Yeah. Now, th- that's I didn't not know this was a depressed. That was a depression thing. On the beach, it's. I think it is kind of a depressing album. 
Is it? Yeah. But and it's not I'm, a Neil I'm Young album. To the lyrics of Walk On. I mean, yeah, we'll get into it. It's next not week. a Neil Young album I would dance to. There's not a lot of Neil Young <laughs> albums I, don't I dance know, man. to. Come on, Walk On. Get get it. Yeah, but that's like it's Star of Vampire Blues, man. Walk On, Vampire Baby. I don't want to start getting into the album. Yeah, yeah, But Walk On sounds like a forced smile to me. I love Walk On. Oh, see, now we're getting into it. All right, let's all right, not get into right. it. No, Listen to it again album. and again Listen, and again. All right. We're going to walk I, I off of this you, episode. I guarantee you, right. I think this album's going to grow on you. Oh, no, I love, okay. no, I like On The Beach. Okay, okay. I'm just saying it's not an album like also, I, I if we're gonna, do well, a we ballet Also, we didn't too. talk about uh, album covers. Oh, yeah. But it's just uh, like a, it's a, it's a shot from one of, the, looks like one of the live, or. Yeah, it's a shot from the stage of a crowd somewhere. so many fucking people. This is what shows used to look like back in the day. Yeah, right up. Like the Worcester Centrum. Filled with smoke when the lights went on. Yeah, yeah. You never see that now. And there's a is a dude giving a big peace sign right right up at the front, and there's a rose. He's got one hand in his pocket, and the other one is Danny Witten right there. That rose, that rose right there at the Luke. Come on, man. It's it's a rose laying on a wire. Yeah. So to me, that's like. It's cool imagery. Yeah. It's you know, really cool. Yeah. I like this. I like that album cover. It's a good a lot. album. Co- yeah, it's good. But but very hands. But uh, on the beach might be one of my. All right, favorites. we're not talking when about the beach. Gonna, that's the next right. album yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, talk to. Long may you young. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe and rate us. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Anchor. Uh, if you go to Anchor or the Apple, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, you can leave a voice message. Yeah. Uh, we're on Spotify. Anywhere you listen to to podcasts, did we get we any there. other we uh, any other other the of uh, besides the things we mentioned? Did we get any other comments or questions or anything like that we'll, for this we'll album hit, or no? Not for this album, but we'll hit them up for time we'll, fades we'll away. Look I mean, a little more closer next week. Yeah, we should be paying yeah. attention to that. So yeah, feel free to go to our Facebook page for Long May You Young. Uh, also, we're on Twitter at Long May You Young. We're on Instagram, same thing at Long May You Young. Yep, Long May You Young. Uh, so please uh, check us out there. Leave comments, questions, anything like that. Uh, we'll try to cover them in each episode. Next uh, episode, it's on the beach. On yep. the beach, As we baby. mentioned, this was a, uh, I guess the start, or is this the second album in the Ditch trilogy? Is that what they're calling it? I don't know. Remember, he said, you know, um, Harvest put me in the. On oh, the, yeah, in the middle yeah. of the road, oh, yeah, so yeah. I headed for the ditch. And so it's like this. Zuma was one of them, wasn't it? No, I think it was Time Fades Away, On the Beach. Tonight's the Night. Tonight's the Night. Yeah, Tonight's the Night. So we're going to get into the very dark, dark area. I mean, this I really like really this dark. shit, man. Yeah, I man, I this like is some it. good stuff. So. Yeah, tonight's the Night, too. Come on. All right, all right. Enough, all right, enough, no, enough, we're going to talk about it. Stop talking about it. All right. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 